Welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. This week, we cover news from across the board and Obi-Wan. And finally, for the first time, we feature the third member of the Best of Friendos, Cornelio, a.k.a. Brown Yeti. <laughs> I thought y'all would like that. That was good. That was, that was that good. Was I like that. I was like, I was I like, like oh, I'm about to... <laughs> that, that, that really beat the LeBron James walkout introduction. <laughs> I was like half tired, and that and that and that gave me that put a little, a little jolt. In my voice. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did, man. <laughs> you said That's you're right. tired. So, long oh, day. Yeah. yeah, dude. Uh, I just got last day. School. Yeah, I just last got, day. yeah. Just got. Oh shit! That's what's up. And so I'm excited. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I didn't realize how tired I was until I got home. Just you know, um, just to eat dinner. Until and as soon as I just kind of wind it down, I realized that I was just super tired, exhausted. And so I was like, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I was just, you know, just trying to like stay awake. And I was like trying to, you know, jolt, jolt and give myself energy. So when you said that intro, it worked awesome, man. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before, before we get into our topics, uh, real quick, uh, Brown Yeti, uh, we've been friends. Uh, I mean, me. Uh, Cornelio, a.k.a. Brown Yeti, and Marcus have been friends uh, since our high school days. Uh, we played basketball together. Uh, there is, uh, you know, some controversy and different things said as to who was actually the best at Mega Man growing up between uh, <laughs> Cornelio and Marcus. But I guess and we'll just, probably leave that for another day. Just so you're aware, uh, Cornelio and I have been friends since fifth grade, since we were fifth grade. So we literally, literally have been friends for over 20 years. Uh, just about 20 years or so and so it's been competitive ever since so it's just in just about every aspect and stuff so yeah mega man's one of them mega man, ba mega man battle network to be more precise we're still waiting for a collection on that so hopefully we get one soon. yeah so that, one so, so two and four <laughs> so that way that argument could be laid to rest you know what i mean <laughs> I, I will say this in my argument we can't prove it that i used to beat him or he used to beat me but if we had instagram back then i'd have all the highlights on marcus Ooh. <laughs> search man, search man, search man. I'm gonna tell you, scarred, scarred by one guy. Search that is man. that is you. part four, but part one and two. Yeah, you can uh, you, you, you have the hero swords. You can do all kinds of stuff with the hero swords, and you know, and I mean, basically, what set up your chip folders. We can go on. We can go on. Oh yeah, dude. Man. This was yeah, this was like, back in the day, kids. If you're under the age of thirty, you probably don't know what. Uh, a Game Boy Color is, or better yet, a Game Boy Advance. Advanced, but to yeah. play each other, you had to get a cable to connect with the other Game Boy. So you had to be within five feet of each other. Mad talking shit. The Game Link cable. <laughs> yeah, the Game Link cable. There we go. How crazy is it that all that is like retro nowadays? Yeah. Game Link cables with the warm lights. Remember the warm lights and your Game Boy was really decked out. It got a warm light and a, and a magnifying glass and stuff like that. The magnifier, dude. Those are crazy. Oh, and man. The, and the battery power pack. I never had any of that, dude. What I would do, if it was too dark, I used to uh, turn on the light from the... What is it called? The Like the visor in the vehicle where you open it and it has a light on so you could put makeup on and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to face it down and open it and I'd be playing my Game Boy that way. So those, that's those, the, that's in, the, the, in the dark, right? Where you had to use the street lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did have a worm light, but that just killed your battery so oh, bad. Yeah, so you get, that's why you got to get the power power pack. The, the little nuts, power bank. <laughs> oh, good times, man. 
but soon enough we'll get Mega Man. I'm sure. Hopefully. I yeah, hope so, we'll man. Make that like a little special event, and we'll celebrate it once and for all. You guys got to make oh, a Twitter, yeah. and once you have your Twitter of your page, dude, what you can do is um do like Woj, Woj bombs, but with like games being announced and stuff. Well, that's what. As a matter of fact, this is actually what our Discord. We want to kind of do that with our Discord and stuff like that. Though at Twitter, would be kind of next step. I just know Rico and I are kind of hesitant to, as far as um social media, just because obviously one of us would have to be in charge of that. You know what I mean? And kind of just get through that on social media. But that's that isn't the plans. That isn't the next step. But our Discord, we want to open it up to uh, people. That way, they can see the news as it's coming on. Because if you look at our Discord, you see all the text channels from news, gaming, anime, um, collectibles, TV, heroes, deals, all kinds of stuff. So where people can actually just have a hub and check out, you know, what's what's meta, which is obviously you know why we're called the meta era nerds. Mm. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter does sound like a like the logical next step. Yeah, Maybe people don't want to. Yeah, because yeah, we do also have our we do also have the YouTube, <laughs> which we haven't really accessed yet. But uh, same, there's a lot of editing that goes into it, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Rico's become a pro. 4K, not a pro just yet, but he's getting good at it. Uh, yeah, I've 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 done some pretty crazy things. I haven't been able to get everything <laughs> down, but I've done some pretty. One of we we had some we've had some issues with our our bot kind of uh, crapping out on us sometimes, and we have to do like two different recordings. And I've like learned how to edit them together, like where you can't really tell. On some you can, like the early ones, but. Uh, this mm-hmm. latest one, I was like, "Wow, I did this!" I was real proud, but then I didn't. <laughs> I didn't check the rest of the thing, and I left the bot at the beginning. Okay, how many uh, episodes y'all made already? This will be number eleven, and I believe we've done three specials. Three specials, I like that. Man. Specials? What is that? Three specials. So, so what it is is if there's something really big where we know, like, this is gonna take up the entire week of news. Uh, for example, we did the Xbox showcase. We did a review of uh, Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, and what was Great our, show. Did, did we do one other one? We did the State of Play on Pokemon. Or, yeah, the direct. Yeah, and then we did a, yeah, the, so, the State of Play, annu- the game announcements, and then they did a, a direct for Pokemon for the next game. So uh, I think, I'm not sure what we have planned for the next one. I think uh, the next one will probably be, there's rumored to be a Nintendo Direct maybe in the next week or two. Nintendo Direct. In the the next week or two. So we'll kind of leave that as its own like standalone thing. Speaking of Nintendo, do you guys have uh, Super Mario Golf? No. No, I have Super Mario Strikers. Brother bought the golf one. He's like, it's freaking hilarious. It's really fun. You could like beat up dudes in the golf course and stuff. And so I was like, oh, I'm like, I might just buy it then because I want a golf game. And then he's like, 60 bucks. I'm like, isn't this game like a year old already? He's like, it's Nintendo. I was like, fuck. Mario game, dude. Mario games do not go down in price. That's crazy, dude. Mario games and Zelda games, man, they refuse and they won't. They, they won't. They won't to go down dude, in price. Po- Pokemon either, man. They get more expensive. Yeah. They get more expensive. That's right. Pokemon's notorious. They don't get, they don't get cheap. They get more expensive. You're right. Yeah, eighty bucks for for a game from like ten years ago without the box. Yeah, just the game. Just hey, the game. Go more. <laughs> uh, y'all want to hop into the news? Yeah, let's uh, let's hop into the news. I know. I think um, going by our notes, uh, what starting off with anime? Yeah, usually, just usually a, I, uh, a couple things here for anime for the week. 
Yeah, and if you if you want to chime in, just go ahead and chime in. Cut me off. I do whatever you need to do. I do get you know kind of just start going on a roll, just one by one by one. But I will stop if anything sounds interesting, or if you feel like something sounds interesting, let me know. Yeah, once you get uh, Senpai Marcus going, woo. <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we running through? We're gonna oh, run so through the anime section. Anime oh, so you guys have like no, so you guys have like notes and everything set up, basically, right? Yeah, well, I have like a little. A it's more like a general setup. outline that Rico okay. has. And because essentially from our discord, we, the news that we, that we put on there from Twitter, from any, you know, news source, we'll put it on there. And as again, a medium to which we work with. So if you go through our discord and click on anime, you can actually see some of the stuff that um, we're going to get into. Uh, so starting Got from the top. You. Yeah. So starting from the top last week, there was a tease uh, that was going to come out for June 17th for Trigun. And I mentioned Trigun. Um, and a little little typo there. The Twitter handle that was that I got the tease from was um, called it the six million. It's actually a sixty billion dollar bounty on Vash the Stampede's head. Well, we are getting a new Trigun Stampede 2023 anime, and it's going to be called Trigun Stampede. So it's going to be amazing. I don't know if any of you have seen it. This is actually one from the '90s. Have any of you all f- are familiar with it? Have you seen it? Trigun sounds very familiar. If, I've heard of it. I've heard a lot about it. Uh, didn't get into it when I was a kid, but uh, it's, a, it's, it's a short watch. 26 episodes. Um, super, super underrated. And, 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 and I say that because nobody really talks about it. And people, you know, and you, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop this, Cowboy Bebop that. But that's just Stampede to me is actually that Western Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. And I just felt that, you know, it was super underrated in that regard. But yeah, it's coming out 2023. Great chance to kind of give both of them a watch and you know, get in there. Uh, being, next, being, thing, being, being like, uh, being somebody that's watched a lot of anime. If you had to throw Trigun into like a, a box with other anime where you would say it's like similar, like if you like this, you'll probably like this. Would you, what would you throw like in that box? Well, I mean, if, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen Cowboy Bebop. If you're a Cowboy Bebop fan, uh, that's that Pete will kind of do it for you. Um, strangely enough, I would even put it in the same realm as, I don't know if anybody has seen, um, Outlaw Star in a way. And again, these, these kind of came, came around the same, the same uh, time frame. You've, similar to Outlaw Star, Outlaw Star, and I wasn't a fan of the ending. And that was one, one more, one of the, oh, I never finished it. Star. Oh, really? Nah. Vash's Stampede, focusing on Vash, um, and especially those anime from the 90s, Roni Kenshin would be another example. Cowboy Bebop, Roni Kenshin, Outlaw Star, uh, Trigun. They all take place in different settings, but the overall themes and concepts tend to be the same in this regard, especially because they're made in the 90s. You know, your your hero has this mantra that he lives by and he swears by it. Um, and Vash be having this mantra and you kind of see these bad guys. And the reason I feel it's, it's kind of above these is because Cowboy Bebop, I believe, was an original anime, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong. Um, where Roni Kenshin never got the proper ending and deserved. And Outlaw Star, I know, was rushed. And that was one of its one of its big gripes about it. Trigon was actually one of the ones with a more faithful adaptation um, to it. Um, as far as just, you know, just the story-wise. And if I may, you know, I may, it may even be an original anime, too. That I need to double-check. Uh, but as far as the overall progression, the story, and just the plot lines, Vash just kind of summed it up. All the way to the get all the way to the end. But if you've seen Cowboy Bebop, that's probably the closest one I would say, um, as far as recommendation is concerned. 
What is the main character like? His name is Vash the Stampede. Goofy. Goofy? Uh, think of um, funny, I guess you can think of uh, One Punch Man, where he's kind of goofy. Not as dry humor, obviously, but he does have that humor. kind of carries himself in a real goofy way. You can't even think of Natsu from Fairy Tale. Um, you know, we could even think of, I'm trying to think of somebody else who's just goofy and right off the top of my head, I can't really think of one. But obviously, when the going against tough, he gets serious. That's why I mentioned One Punch Man, because when he's serious, he's serious. And Vash just becomes this whole different, you know, gunslinger that just, you know, takes over the, the show and stuff. But you should give it a watch. Give it a watch. Give the original a watch. Check it out. Um, it's a great watch. Still holds up completely, completely. I do highly recommend it. Um, I saw that that's yeah. going to be on Crunchyroll in 2023. Yes, Crunchyroll. It's a remake. <clears throat> yes, this one is going to be a remake of the original. This one yeah. is going to be uh, one that Cornelio might like. Rico actually might like too. And I've been hyping up this arc for a long, long time. Um, My Hero Academia season six has a what a promo video that just dropped. Have y'all seen that yet? That promo video. Shigaraki, Shigaraki, Shigaraki. Shiggy's finally getting his piece. I know Cornelio's like you know loves my hero overall and Rico's favorite character, Shiggy. So what do you think? What do you expect? What do you want from you know this sixth season? And I hyped no. it up. I hyped it up, you know multiple times. Take it, Corny. What do I want to see? Shit, dude. I just want I just want um Muriel to come back, bro. <laughs> hey. Mirio, that's, that's all I want, bro. That's I'm all I gonna, want. No comment. I ain't gonna say none, but I know Corny's a big Mirio fan, and no comment on that. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, when he uh, says Rico. when he says no comment, uh, Cornelio, that usually means good things are coming. <laughs> no, no. When I say, when I hear <laughs> when I hear no comment, I think no, no comment, no comment. That's what <laughs> I think about. Doofy. <laughs> yeah, Doofy. So for me, for me, just uh, where season five left off with the uh, Endeavor, you know, being the new the new uh, number one, uh, a lot of hype. And then we did see uh, the power up from some of the League of Villains and uh, kind of them showing that Shigaraki's time has come. Now we're going to see why he was chosen by uh, All for One to be the new leader and uh, kind of lead like his little gang of misfits. Uh, so I just I really just want to see him pop off. And based on the all the no comments, no comments, no comments I've gotten, this is this is that season. Yeah, and I, I'm and excited. I've, uh, and I and I've men- I mentioned it a while back. You know, where I kept telling you, Shiggy, 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 Shiggy. So Shiggy's gonna pop off. You're gonna love it. And I know I'm not not even gonna mention what's going on right now because it, it did <laughs> enter its final um, yeah, arc a it, while back. In in case in case like it wasn't, it's not clear. Uh, Cornelio and I haven't. We don't know what's coming. Marcus is a is a manga reader of uh, my hero, so he knows about what's coming, and he kind of gets he gets very excited, and he'll text me like, "Dude, something just happened," but he won't spoil it for me. But he's like, "Oh, like I want to share this with you, but I can't." So he kind of just has to tough it out and wait for us to for the anime to come around. Yeah, I refuse to do the manga, bro. I, I something about the yelling for me and the music is what oh, makes me really like it. So yeah, by agree. me reading it, like I, I rather just wait and get like the full experience. Yeah, uh, I, unfortunately, that's I where I sit with it. I need to know what happens. I need to know what happens, and I can't help myself. But I agree. I will. I will say this, dude. I found the Dragon Ball Super movie uh, online. 
Uh-huh. And I wrote a spoiler. And the movie, like, I, I found the whole movie, but it's, like, Spanish uh, sub. And so I was like, man, I could really watch it right now. Because I watched the Broly movie uh, like that. But then I saw a spoiler of the ending. And I was like, shit, now I feel like I have to watch it. Because you told me you saw the final fight, right? Yes. <laughs> I saw one picture of the final fight. And I, Rico says, you want me to spoil it for you? I said, yeah, I'll spoil it. I saw the first five seconds. I turned it off. I said, okay, never mind. I don't want to be spoiled. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I said, it really? It's good, bro. Yeah. It's good. Oh, man. I don't, now it's you guys good. are really making me get back on my phone and look <laughs> up the do video. It. Don't do it, Rico. Don't do it, Cordy. Don't yeah, do it. No, no, no. Look, how, how often, how often, especially <sighs> me, Uh, you know how critical I am of some stuff, but I watched... <laughs> The final fight, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to go see this in theaters now. I was on the fence about going to go see this in theaters. No, I'm going to go watch that, that final fight in theaters. All I want to know is the animation. Does the animation look good? Yes, really good. Really? Keep, so, like, this keep, whole keep, new... Keep in mind, like... I mean, I, in my opinion, I thought it looked really good. Uh, keep in mind that I watched this, like, from a cam perspective. Yeah. There's probably better stuff out there now. Uh, but I thought it looked phenomenal. Yeah, the yeah. I, did, I did read that they were actually going to do, I mean, I don't know how true that is or if it's even a thing, uh, but that they were going to actually just do it a regular animation also, aside from the CGI. Uh, CGI so, but I don't know how true that is. Uh, so something you might want to look into on that one. So I really, I really like the, the Broly movie animation versus Super's animation in general. Yeah, obviously bigger budgets are going to be able to add shadows and stuff. <laughs> but no. Well, it's sim- it's like simpler, simpler drawing. It reminds me of like Cell Saga, Dragon Ball Z. That's what yeah. that that Broly movie reminded me of, and I prefer. I like I like that. Like it's it's new, but it's still kind of old school feel, like what we grew up on. Yeah. So I was kind of on the fence with that new super movie, like the whole CGI thing. I was like, oh man, like are we getting too far into this? No, and then we're gonna be pleasantly surprised. For sure. All right, so I did. I did check something real quick before I move on to the next one. Trigun does have a manga, which explains why uh, the story is more concise. And I just want to double check on that. It's not original. Cowboy Bebop is an original anime. Trigun isn't. It's based on the manga. So I, I think that's why, to me, I think you know it falls under the radar. But yeah, Trigun. And then My Hero again. Um, get ready for season six. I know everybody's pumped up about that. And then my news, just because I and I hope to if they if if they even think about messing up this one. Um, but anyways, Chainsaw Man. The, if you're not sure or you're not familiar with the manga, the actual the first part, and I remember uh, when, I, when I was reading it, um, the creator said, it's ending, it's uh, Fujimoto, it's ending, uh, we're going to be done with it. And I was like, wow, you know, I had picked it up, I read it in a few days, caught up in a day or two, and now they are getting ready to launch. And that was a tease right at the end that the story was going to continue in a, a sequel, in a part two. So now we are getting Chainsaw Man's second part. Launching on Shonen Jump Plus on July 13th. I am super, super ecstatic. I just, I'm watching Spy Family right now. And to me, that's, as of right now, anime of the year. But then I'm thinking, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. I'm I'm just, you know, obsessed. This is actually one of the, you know, few manga that I'm actually buying separately. I usually wait for like these box sets because I want to own everything in box sets. But this one, I just have to support him through and through. Um, I think, and this author is actually a young guy, uh, around our age. I don't remember if it's two or three years, uh, pick or, you know, give or take. But young dude, very knowledgeable. Love his stories. He does have some side stories. Uh, Goodbye, Ari just came out, and it's amazing. Um, I know I've hyped this. Another one I've hyped up to, you know, 
hell, I'm back. And I've mentioned to Cornelio and I mentioned it to uh, Rico and I'm just excited. I'm honestly more excited for them to see it. And if they don't like it as much as me, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> That's how I feel with Jujutsu Kaisen. You guys are dumb. <laughs> you don't like this way. You know you're wrong. But no, Chainsaw Man, second part launching. I don't know. Do you guys have any comments on that or any anything to add before I move on? Uh, the only thing I would I would ask, uh, Spy Family has kind of taken the the anime world by storm. You mentioned it real quick. Uh, is it ending this weekend or did it end this past weekend? At least the first part. No, the first core ends this Saturday. Tomorrow. This Saturday. I mean, two days ago. Oh, two days from now. So for the bingers out there, I think we mentioned it. I think we touched on it last week. For the bingers out there, this Saturday you'll be able to watch uh, the first part uh, to completion. Yeah, I heard yeah. him say anime of the year over Demon Slayer and the Rumble. Reason yeah. being, reason being is well, I I can say newcomer of the year. Reason being is okay. because obviously, and Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer are kind of already set in stone. And obviously, when you have the parts that come out, but you know, Spy Family for starting, I, for starting up. You mean like a new one? Yeah, and it, it, it's it's gonna be, but ultimately, you know, Spy Family. I think it's cons- because Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan, if I'm not mistaken, came out in December, maybe early. I, I don't remember exactly, but to, depending on what season they came out, does depend on what year they count. So I'm, I might have overlooked it when I said it, or just thinking about thinking about it, or just going off the hype of Spy Family. But Chainsaw Man, and I'm telling you right now, is gonna just. You want to you want to talk if if Spy Family took the world by storm, this anime is just gonna take the world by you know i don't know what i can't even give you a proper analogy hurricane volcano let me let me, let me ask you this where are these chainsaws where are these chainsaws coming out of from his arms because like from the way it looks like it i don't want to ruin anything on the picture it's like yeah. is it coming is, is that is it slicing through his bone is it his bone that comes out he gets chainsaws because of no no, no not, not i don't want to know why it's chainsaws i'm asking okay. where it comes out of like like if you were to get your hand right and your yeah. palm, is it coming through like the middle and ring finger, or is it coming out through like the top of his wrist? Like if he were to be Spider Man, you know what I'm saying? These chainsaws are more like think of them as like a, they're more attached to his arms. Uh, you can think of Ashley Williams from Evil Dead. I know he has a chainsaw literally attached in place of an arm. It's similar to that, but these are he he kind of morphs into this obviously into this chainsaw man thing that has actually replaces his hands with these chainsaws. If you wanna give it context something like that you know what i mean so like edward scissorhands type shit something like that yeah that's, that's a better analogy yeah so and i and i'm, and I'm telling you right now chainsaw man like we said that cataclysmic event and and i apologize in advance that if it doesn't live up to the hype or the anime just sucks royally yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna be super super I'm sad gonna, i'm gonna un, i'm gonna unfollow you do it and i, I wouldn't blame you i wouldn't <laughs> uh, all right so continuing on now just a couple of smaller things um uh, this is a while back. I might have missed it. Um, another anime that I actually seen called Made in the Abyss. It's getting a second season coming out right after the movie that just um, previewed. That one is coming. That's going to have twelve episodes coming out soon. Um, and you already know this is a while back. Also, Tokyo Avengers getting its Christmas showdown arc scheduled for January 2023. And I did kind of want to get into this one that No Correo is actually watching it with in his podcast. Um, but we'll get to his. We'll shout out his podcast a little later so that way you guys can join. But what are your what do you expect out of this? Or uh, let me rephrase that. What do you think of Tokyo Revengers thus far? And I know Rico hasn't seen it, so I'm just kind of curious as to your thoughts on it. Um, 
It's pretty dope, bro. Because like the fact that it's taking place in the late '90s, kind of when we were kids, it's it's kind of relatable, right? Except it's in fucking Tokyo. But I mean, just like that kid mindset, the favor of a second chance to do stuff. It 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 is good because you kind of like. I don't know if I want to call them the villains because they're gang members, right? So it's like you're you're taught that gang members aren't good, but like it's a good first twelve episodes. I'll say that. Yeah, the author is actually um, a former gang member, which is why he's able to relate to those things. Mm-hmm. The author actually got out of the, the one thing. The one thing I will say that it it doesn't like make me not want to watch the show. It just kind of annoys me is a crabberry superhero. Like a crabberry hero is fucking annoying. <clears throat> and he overdoes it sometimes. Or it's just yeah. like, I'm huevos, bro, and just fucking, you know what I mean? He's actually one of the things where it's kind of like, um, I don't want to say the weakest part of, of the show as a whole, but obviously whenever you have a, a weak, not obviously, right, but whenever you have some of that weak, the progression and the plot line later on is supposed to really come together. I haven't read the manga. I yeah, know, that's I'm, what I'm assuming too. I'm just where you're at. Um, so... <laughs> you know this main character that that's what a lot that's one of the biggest gripes that a lot of people have especially in these late in these last two episodes where this main character just totally just you know doesn't do it justice but just wanted to get your um a thoughts on but that. no i i agree with you like seeing someone that grows is worth the investment i think it's kind of like when vegeta actually loses in the tournament of power and he gives his power to goku like how much it took for him to lose like that was yeah. a lot of years of investing into vegeta to appreciate that scene right yeah. So, uh, you know, different characters like that, like the whole Obito in Naruto, like, I mean, Naruto in general, how he's like an annoying little kid, Sasuke's an annoying little kid, and then like yeah, you exactly. see them progress, like it's worth the investment at the end, right? And I feel he's going to be one of the most annoying characters at first, and then you're going to love him, I feel, at the end, like, because I mean, he's, he's trying to do all the right stuff, right? He just doesn't have the answers to it. And I yeah. think we're part of that journey where he's trying to find that. Which is cool. Like I, I compliment them for that, but but this dude needs to stop crying. Yeah, Naruto has seven hundred episodes uh, of character development. I'm not sure how much (laughs) so we'll see. Uh, All right, and just to wrap up a couple of things, Blue Giant, the anime film, is supposed to be a very popular manga based on a man who plays the saxophone. Not familiar with it, but I do know that the film is supposed to be. I mean, the manga is popular you know very very popular so that is coming out february 2023 a new gundam and i know and i kind of want to throw that in there just because you know gundam in general in general is just such a you know enormous huge franchise um it's getting its next uh story and it's always a big deal when it gets its next story because they are actually you know uh marketed as you know obviously the next gundam and we have a female character female lead so that's gonna be cool to watch this one's called Gundam Witch from Mercury. Um, we've gotten a couple of visuals, uh, some new characters, and I believe a release date in October. I don't remember. It might have been October 5th, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but just something to look for out there for the Gund- Gundam fans. Um, and then Rico actually surprised me with what looked real cool. Um, he's the one who posted this one. It's the Ice Guy and his cool female calling anime adaptation announced, which is supposed to be a romantic comedy. I've seen a my fair share of romantic comedies. I, I don't think any of you guys have. Um, but it's actually supposed to be one of the more popular ones out there. So uh, movies and shows, not yeah. animes. Yeah, not animes. Shows, but I'll give yeah. it a shot. <laughs> well, you posted it. I would hope so. It caught your attention for a reason. <laughs> you started. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, One Piece film, Red, coming to theaters into theaters in the U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand this fall. So something I look forward to for One Piece fans. I did start One Piece finally, and I can see its appeal. 
I'm hoping to obviously get through it as, not, as quickly as I can. It might take a while. I'm on episode already on episode 11 or 12 or so, taking it slow. Uh, but definitely. <laughs> when did you start? Uh, I started this maybe about five days ago, maybe ish. You're in episode 12. Damn, son. You're getting yeah, to it. I mean, they're. You know, and our, one of our friends, Andrew, says that because he's seen One Piece and he says um, usually the first six, seven minutes, eight minutes are kind of recap. So the actual episodes themselves are typically like 17 minutes or so. Uh, and I was like, OK, I kind of get what's going on, because even on the first couple, like I'm fast forwarding four or five minutes already. And that's already an 18 minute, you know, minus the minus the ending. It's already a 17 minute show, just episode instead of the 21, 22. So, you know, every minute counts when it comes to that one. And just to wrap up uh, the anime segment, um, there is a link. Crunchyroll announces the release schedule for summer 2022 anime season and just a couple of things. And I'm just going to list off the more popular ones. Um, oh, let's see. Let me see. I, well, one of the ones was Classroom of the Elite 2 coming out July 4th. Um, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, which is actually one that I'm looking forward to July 8th, along with Shadow's House second season, uh, Black Summoner July, uh, Summoner July 9th. The Devil is a Part-Timer, which first season came out in 2012, uh, maybe a little earlier. And it's finally getting its second season to premiere July 14th. Um, My Hero Season 5 OVAs coming soon. We don't have a release date for those yet, but we're still waiting on those. Odd Taxi Film in the Woods. Uh, Dr. Stone special episode and the girl from the other side and just a couple other things. But you could find this on animesnewsnetwork.com to see more or less what's coming out for the summer of 2022. So there is a lot of stuff coming for July. And keep in mind, um, when it says summer, it's July, August, and September, I believe, um, is what constitutes as summer anime. So just you know, heads up for um, those guys out there. Um, any thoughts, any comments before we wrap up and move on to the next part? No, Crazy how anime is coming to theaters a lot now. I yeah. know. So and, and, awesome. and killing it, and killing it too. Yes, it's, and I, I've always said, I've called this the you know golden age, the renaissance, whatever you want to call it, You know where anime just become a mainstream norm. And I'm super okay with that. And I know a lot of people, obviously you get those people, you know, but... If, if that means more content for us, more things to be made, shoot, I'm never going to say no. Um, but yeah, so that kind of wraps up the anime section. From here, we're going to move on to the gaming part. And I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to Rico and let him take over this section. Well, it's funny that you hand it off to me because I'm going to have to hand it right back off to you. <laughs> because the first, the first big thing of the week was they, we had a Nintendo Direct specifically for... Uh, the Xenoblade series. This would be Xenoblade number three. Uh, and I know Marcus, like that's one of his games that he always talks about. The mechanics, the games, the the everything is basically what he says about it. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the series. So like I said, I'm passing it right back to Marcus and see his thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, so I won't, I won't take much just because you can always see it. It's coming already soon next month. Um, but just to keep it brief, it looked like a mix. It looked like they got the great things of part one, the awesome things of part two, and kind of clumped them together. I know a lot of one of one of the funnier things is that a lot of people are kind of upset because uh, part one um, 
as far as the character designs, people are obviously, you know, you get the people who are looking for those waifu characters and censored this and censored that. So when part two came out, you have Pyra and, you know, she's obviously a little bit more revealing and people are up in arms. Go, oh, my God, that's, you know, inappropriate and whatever. And now you have part three where now they're covered up a little bit more and people are like, oh, my God, well, you know, where, where, the, where the good stuff at? I'm over here like, oh, my God. Right. And, and that was in the <laughs> comment section when I was looking at the Nintendo Rex. So it was funny that people were talking about that, but we do have it looked it looked amazing. The I've always been a sucker for the environments, just for the setting. Even in the even in the Wii version, like in case you're not familiar with the Xenoblade series, part one was part of something called Operation Rainfall. It was it was Xenoblade One, it was Pandora's Tower, and the Last Story. These three games were only going to have come out in Japan and never make their way to the U.S. because they had no plans to release them. Eventually, all three games came to the West, and the one that just stuck out was, you know, Blade Chronicles that just took, you know, the U.S. and just rolled with it and became a franchise within itself. Uh, but one of the things, even on the Wii, were the environments and the way they looked and, you know, really pushing what these things were capable of. And obviously, you know, these systems, these consoles weren't able to kind of do maximum, but the fact that they looked that pretty, I, I was all about it. You know, Xenoblade 2 and even the remake, as Xenoblade got re-released on the Switch and I'm just super about it. The character models look great. I've always had fun with the combat. Um, it's it's more it's a strategy action if you want to call it something. You have your arts and you're able to maneuver uh, your character while you know you performing these arts to get in a better I guess attack position. The attacks mm -hmm. look nice. The characters look great. Um, super excited. You we're not, we also got something called fusion where they're able to fuse two characters together. Uh, to create, uh, I forgot what the, I forgot what they're creating, but they are creating this fusion uh, machine to basically be a little bit more powerful for these things. And in previous ones, you were actually given three, four party members. Now I think I saw in the in the in the direct, you have six. So now we have six, you know, party members going at it. You're able to maneuver, you know, again that strategy comes into play, um, and just really have fun and kind of you know strategize and really. Um, maximize your characters potential and you there's a slew of characters to choose from you have your your six main characters and then you have different heroes that you can swap out i want to say it was up to 20 if i remember the number correctly so there's all kinds of characters to be introduced um obviously the scope is a lot bigger than the previous ones um and the music the music's always a uh it's always something to to behold because it's really good so but it's gonna be good overall my overall thoughts it's super positive it's it's gonna do well, have no doubt about it. It's gonna be amazing. So if you can get your hands on that game, do so just because. And the reason I mention it is because if you try to find a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or it's it's DLC, the physical cartridge version, be prepared to pay close to hundred dollars. You know. I so. was about to ask, is this another one of those Nintendo games that never goes on sale? Because it actually you've always, mentioned, you've always mentioned it, and I've always wanted to try it, but every time I see it, it's like full price. It's or, it's full price. Yeah, it expensive? never, never goes on sale, and it, it it blew my mind because the special edition when and when Xenoblade Chronicles Two Special Edition came out, it did go down in price. You people were selling it for retail price. Nobody was buying it. Hell, I saw four copies at a Target, you know, for months and months, and nobody ever bought it. Yeah, go to eBay now. You're gonna wish you had bought it. And the so, same so retail might be as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure. Um, so. Get your hands on it. Try it out. This would be a good spot. Um, there does seem to be some some 
uh, connections. I'm not sure exactly how big they're going to be, but they're seeing, but we don't know who really these characters are. They might just be ancestors or something that look like them to the previous ones. But ultimately, you know, they do a good a good job of just getting anybody new into the game. So definitely recommend uh, check out the Dino Bed Direct. It's 20 minutes. It looked amazing. I cannot do it justice, but my overall thoughts were just completely positive. You know, character models, battle systems, um, the environments, everything just solid. Alrighty. Uh, I mean, it sounds, uh, it sounds like a great series. Uh, I know you've, you've hyped it up to me a lot. Uh, I've actually never been into it's, you would call it like a strategy ish type game, right? Yeah, action adventure RPG strategy. Just because a strategy does come, like you, you can, you don't swing his sword. He swings it by itself, but you have to maneuver his basically his arts and his attacks and what you want to do at a given time. Very, you know, almost as if it's a turn-based game. But the fact that you're able to move like that, you know, gives it that strategic appeal. Yeah. So anybody that uh, likes the genre RPG strategy uh, action type games i mean it's something to check out and if you're already a xenoblade fan i'm sure you're just as excited as marcus is uh jumping into the next news some of some of them from the last two days uh and one part from today uh overwatch overwatch 2 was announced today i believe in a in an ign interview uh that uh, one of the questions we had is when Overwatch 2 comes out, what happens to Overwatch 1? Today they went ahead and let out that Overwatch 2 is going to completely replace Overwatch 1 once it drops out. Again, that's going to start on October the 4th, uh, as we that's, mentioned in the past. And that's across the board? Yes. Huh. It will, it will replace. That's so, cool, uh, right? I, I think so. I think so. And then especially with the announcements of it being free to play, you know, uh yeah a lot of times a lot of times there's like this uh there's like this barrier which is like that 60 bucks that 40 bucks that uh maybe more sometimes now with uh with game prices kind of going up to like the 70s uh there's always that barrier that you know this kind of game is the kind of game you want to play with friends but if you tell them like hey bro like jump on this game with me like let's try it out you'll like it and they see that those 60 bucks Sometimes it's kind of like, ugh, like, you know, do I want to spend 50, 60 bucks for something that I might like or might not? Now with the free-to-play and this one kind of just overlapping uh, the first one, I think it's going to be real easy for, for not just people that played before, but people, like new people will say, like, you know what, it's free. Why not give it a shot? Yeah. Uh, I know, uh, what is it, like in four days we get the beta number two which I think the most exciting part for us as a group is probably that uh, it's going to be on console this time around. Uh, so we'll get to get a couple more friends, uh, one of them being Cornelio, uh, up into this new beta and being able to experience it uh, with us this time around. Oh, no, I'm not good enough, bro. I wasn't tagged in that. So <laughs> I'm just over here twiddling my thumbs. But you play with us? I mean, it's okay. Don't let anybody else bully you. Hey, ho. Every time we play, I make a difference 80% of the time. Not the biggest difference. But I've gotten player of the game a few times. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There, I'm, always, there, I'm always surprised. There, <laughs> there's, one, there's one moment that, I'll, I'll, that I will never forget. It was, uh, I don't remember the, the name of the map, but it's the one where it's like ruins. And I remember we were about to lose. 
we were about to lose a game. And I specifically remember Jed was Zenyatta and he used his he used his ult to stall the point. And then here comes Cornelio as Junkrat with his tire, goes in, gets like yeah, either, it was either a, a four five, or a five K tire. Because the other team knew, like we got this in the bag, they lost. Cornelio comes in with the four or five K tire. We come back and win the game. So And I, mean, I didn't get tagged. Listeners, tell me. That is hate. I'm a beast. And I'm not even in the starting line. I'm not in the starting lineup, guys. <laughs> I'm renegotiating so, my contract. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to. I mean, let's see what happens here with the beta. Hopefully, uh, we're all able to play together. Uh some some quick real notes on the beta. They did announce uh they had a developer blog yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see that, Marcus. I posted it. Uh, they're going to make a change to the DPS passive, which was a speed boost. Uh, now it's going to, they're going to implement a system in which if you're a DPS character and you want to switch, say, for example, from Hanzo to Genji, and you have 40% ult charge, if you make that switch, you get to keep up to 30% ult charge. Uh, and I think they did confirm that it will be max 30%. So they kind of wanted to go away from the speed. Uh, they, I don't know if uh, they just didn't think it was, if they thought it was too much or if they kind of wanted to tone that down a little bit, but they are making that change. Uh, the other change, one of the big gripes with the Overwatch uh, 2 beta, the first go around, was that there was no comp. Uh, they are going to add comp-ish. Like, they didn't say that, but I'm just throwing that out there. Comp-ish where you're going to be able to experience full maps. Uh, they said full map was the word they used. I assume that that means we're going to be able to play both offense and defense like you do in comp modes rather than just quick play going, going one, one way through and you don't experience uh, the other side of it. Uh, the other thing is that they're reevaluating push and the first change they're going to try is, uh, as of right now, push is a eight-minute game mode. They're going to go ahead and add two more minutes to it to uh to kind of even see if uh, give the give uh, whatever team is behind or both teams a little bit more time to work with uh i know it's kind of been a very polarizing game mode so i guess for people that like it those two minutes might be uh enjoyable another uh like they what they're talking about another shot and maybe winning the game turning it around for the people that don't like it maybe it's another two minutes of hell <laughs> so uh so yeah that's it uh for the Overwatch stuff. Uh, anything y'all want to add? Are y'all excited about it? I know it's going to be your first time jumping in, Cornelio. I mean, I make the best of it every time. So, I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm I, think this first, I think this first go-around, we had, what, four of us play? Yes. Four of us. So now, now having, a, hopefully, a couple more, at least three or four more, and it's going to be uh, exciting for all of us, I'm sure. How many uh, people can play? It's, right now it's 5v5 if we were to get 10 we could do like a complete like host our own private match that'd be I'm crazy hoping, i'm hoping we get that you think you think we can do that that'd be awesome i think be so because cool. we already had four and then i think probably cornelio rudy leroy ricky ricky well yeah ricky uh then maybe maybe avran yeah, maybe or... Daniel. Daniel would play. Daniel, yeah, Daniel. That's ten. Yeah, man, we got ten, dude. Oh, do you think we five v five, man? Oh, do we really put my skills to the? Nah, I'm joking. 
guys aren't that great. <laughs> We're just gonna put Marcus versus Omar. Uh, so the... Confident Overwatch. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident, right? I think. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so then, uh, the next big thing, which I thought was, uh, to me, wasn't covered enough, like in the media and the gaming sphere, but uh, Destiny Two had had a lawsuit against people, uh, some companies that distribute and sell cheats for for their game. Uh, Destiny Two, for those of you who don't know, a couple years ago, uh, what was it, a year or two ago, maybe, went free to play. Uh, yeah, and of course, of course, one of the big uh, gripes with the free-to-play model is cheaters. Cheaters, cheaters are going to come in, ruin your game, do all this and that. Um, I believe this was from back in August of last year. They they opened up this uh, lawsuit against these three companies called Veteran Cheats, Lavi Cheats, and Elite Boss Tech. Uh, everything was settled this past week. And these three companies have to pay a settlement totaling $13.5 million in damages to Bungie uh, for cheating. That comes out to about $2,000 per violation of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, uh, which would put it somewhere around maybe 6,765 downloads of these illegal programs. Now... It might not, you know, if you're not a Destiny player, this might not affect you. But I think in the in the age of like where we're having all these huge games go free to play, yeah, just cheaters in general, man. Somebody, somebody, you know, out there, like at some point, you either have touched Fortnite, you've touched uh, Warzone, you've touched oh, Destiny, yeah. uh, you've touched, uh, you know, uh, Overwatch is going that direction. So just uh, the fact that there's now some accountability out there. Uh, for these companies that push and sell and make all this money off these cheats, uh, you know, $13.5 million is huge. $2,000 per violation of, of copyright acts. Uh, hopefully that scares some of these people that uh, are selling these cheats and pushing these cheats to kind of slow down and quit ruining our games, you know? Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of times, um, and I, I think I'm corny, right? And half as a joke, half of seriousness, where we're just playing Call of Duty and we'll be playing something else. And he says, oh, man, that guy's a bot. He's using a bot. He has to be using a bot. Or, oh, he's cheating. He has to be cheating or whatever. And at the end of the day, you know, regardless of where they are now, you know, you do hear a lot about that, those type of things happening and going on. And it's crazy because, you know, I've never, I've never actually witnessed it. And, you know, sometimes like, and I'm, and I'm, there might have been, I'm sure there have been cheaters, right? But then you see those videos where there's dedicated uh, players and actually showing like in the Call of Duty one where I saw where a guy was using a bot to shoot at a dude who was legit in a building at the at the, at the highest you know the highest part of the building from what looked like across the map super far away the building must have been the size of a thumb if you were to put your thumb on the computer starts popping this guy from God knows where and I'm like wow okay and then the cheaters get mad because they get killed and it's it's a whole you know thing but that, that they obviously just just not a route to go ruining people's games and you know especially <laughs> us since we're a little older and we, we play these games to reach you know it, it's cool we, we play competitively sometimes too um but just to sit down and enjoy ourselves you know whether we want to play casual or we want to play cop you know like there, we shouldn't have to worry about somebody else ruining our games because that sucks 
Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. That's why I stopped playing Call of Duty. What are you playing now? It's my balls. <laughs> um, kicking your ass in Marvel. Uh, Call of Duty is Jedi, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, and I've been picking up Rocket League recently. Yeah, Destiny Call of every Duty Friday. is one of those. Call of, Call of Duty is one of those that like has had that big influx of cheaters in their Warzone BR mode. Uh, I know you were probably the one that was most into that of the three of us, Cornelio. Was it pretty bad there? Is that why you left, or was was this like? Are we talking like every game, every other game, every, every other game? game? My my cousin has a. Um, he plays on PC when we play, and my cousin's really good. And every time we enter a lobby, it tells you how many people have a hackbot. Like he has an app for that. Really? And sure enough, dude, we always get well, we get fucking popped by those guys, and it's super obvious. Whenever you get killed by someone that has a bot, someone that doesn't, it's super obvious. Like, you could be at a distance, and they just zero in on you as you're moving, and you could dodge and everything, and they'll still hit you. That's why my man, like, it's just stupid. And like, whenever they get the drop on you, like, you have no chance of fighting back. So. So yeah, I was like, I kind of got annoyed with it. Yeah, dude, to hell um, with all that. Just trying to go in there so, and have a good time. And but but also, um, I also played at Chingles, so it was kind of like, I wanted to switch it up. So then I started playing Destiny, started playing Overwatch with you guys. And then I got back into 2K. I'm just in limbo right now. That's why I just, uh, as we're talking about all this, I just ordered Mario Golf for the Switch. So... Everyone's saying it's really fun. My brother says he's addicted to it, so I'm gonna get it. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something we can all give a shot. Is it multiplayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like speed golf. Uh, Amazon had it for fifty bucks, so I just bought it off of Amazon overnight shipping. Stupid Mario, man. Yeah. <laughs> is, it on, is it on sale? I'm over here like <laughs> Mario, bro. <laughs> the pre dude, the pre-owned ones are forty seven dollars with five dollar shipping. Where I get a forty nine ninety nine Prime shipping overnight with Amazon, so I guess it's on sale because GameStop also has a motherfucker for sixty bucks. Yeah, I think if you go to a Walmart, actually, I think Walmart does a thing automatically where they just take ten dollars off the listed price. I've noticed that the Walmart here, anyways, where I live, where the games are ten dollars cheaper than a GameStop or whatever, because obviously it looks like they're trying to compete and compensate for you know dedicated game stores and stuff like that. So that's what I'm seeing out of Walmart. So it's hey, can I still trade in my Switch for an OLED Switch? Is that still a deal? It's still a deal, but are you, are you, are you going to get as much for it? Probably not. Because there was a, I'm pre-ordering and I was able to use my Switch towards a pre-ordering and get like a 20% boost or something like that. Or I got the most well, money. For last time I checked, they were giving me 200 bucks for my Switch. I just never went. That's, what was that? You remember when that when that was? Oh, like in January, February? That's actually pretty good. An OLED that switch will cost you. Yeah, an OLED switch. I, I, when, I, when I upgraded, I paid $60 for my upgrade, essentially, after everything was said and done. Is so it worth I, it? I love my switch. Um, for me, any switch is going to be worth it. Uh, but my OLED, I, I've always liked OLED screens. I love my OLED screen. Um, there's not much of a difference, aside from the OLED. The screen is a bit bigger. And I went... The, sound, I, the sound's also... The, the sound's also better. Significantly better. Yeah, but the screen though, uh, strangely yeah. enough, I cannot. It, and it, it it's it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. Like the screen actually covers most of the entire black. Where if you look at a regular switch, it legit there's it's half the. Yeah, size you see the bezels. 
do you do you have a switch v1 corny or the second one what's the second one the original switch? okay so from i had i had number one so when i went from one to the oled there's also like a jump in battery uh which i guess you the, the one that i got control. i think it's the first one because my controllers pop off right it's an all black one and i got it when mario kart came out so that's the first one right yeah, that's pro- that's probably the OG. So so yeah. you'll you'll get better screen, better battery life, and better sound. Now, for the screen, of course, this is in handheld mode. So if you play it on the dock, you're not really gonna get anything too different. Most like if you play on the dock mostly. But if you're gonna if you're gonna like if you play handheld mode, like it's a oh, big yeah. difference. It's no, I'd probably do it on the dock. Yeah, and there's rumors of a of a new switch maybe as early as next year. So. Uh, we'll see. See what happens with that. Uh, real quick to close out gaming. Uh, the summer Steam sale started today. Uh, I've seen some games up to eighty percent off. Uh, you know things costing a buck, two bucks, three bucks. Uh, these are not at that price, but some of the games I saw included on sale. Were Doom, Red Dead Redemption 2, Sekiro, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, uh, Monster Hunter, and even God of War. Uh, one of uh, PlayStation staples coming to PC, or that has come, been ported over to PC. Uh, so this is a good chance for people to experience that that don't own a PlayStation. Uh, and that's it, I think, for me, for, for gaming. Uh, we can hop into TV and movies. I think this will be an interesting one. For all of us, because I think just about everything here on this list, uh, I think we'll all be excited for. Uh, the first one was that they're, they are planning a series of Avatar films. Avatar being the, the anime Avatar, not Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. Uh, and the series of films will be one, av- will be one centered around Avatar Kyoshi. Uh, the second one Zook, uh, centered around Zuko, and the third one around Korra. I'm not sure. I never saw the anime growing up, but I know people always talked about it. Uh, specifically, I would hear a lot about Korra. Uh, did y'all watch that at all when you were younger? I watched both, actually, and I saw Avatar growing up, and I saw Korra, actually, when I was in my 20s. Um, I still remember when Korra came out, people were kind of you know, weirded out by it because it just did a lot of things that the original Avatar did not. Korra was definitely, uh, the, the demographic was, you know, definitely tailored to people in their late teens, you know, ish around there. So I was able to vibe a lot with uh, Korra and the messages that I was trying to send. And honestly, it was awesome. I remember even after the fact, like a lot of the lore, a lot of the things, uh, you know, if you, if, if you want to do progression and sequels, that's one of, that's the way to do it. That's the way you got to go. You know, you still have, you know, you, you satisfy the old fans with bringing, that, bringing in these cameos, these characters that still mean something. And then you, you know, satisfy, obviously, the direction of the story by, you know, g- giving us these new characters and making them meaningful and, you know, do, doing something. Um, so Cor- Legend of Korra, if you haven't checked it out, it's, it's awesome. Obviously, if you haven't seen The Last Airbender, you got to check that one out, too. Um, so something, something to check out there. I know the you mentioned the, the films. I'm not yes. sure if those are going to be talking about the, um, what was it? Because after the series. We're also, we're also supposed to be getting a series, right? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that the Netflix one? I believe. Yes, Netflix yes series. I believe so. Um, yeah, so we are getting that Netflix series. But I know as far as the Avatar films, we're getting Kiyoshi, Zuko, and Korra. I'm just kind of curious if that's, those are actually going to touch base on, like, for example, Zuko. Um, after Avatar Last Airbender, they actually trans, they actually not transformed, but they made Avatar comics, which kind of told you what happened to some of the lingering questions which had, like what happened to Zuko's mother. Um, they wanted to get into the other uh, Avatar, like the Kyoshi, you know, how they become, they come to being. So I'm kind of curious as to what route they're going in. Uh, but definitely, as an overall, it's you got to check them out for sure. Uh, did you ever watch uh, Avatar, Corny? Cornelio? No, no, I never watched that. So it'll be a first time for both of us if it's good. Uh, the next thing up is Kevin Feige says it in the next in the next coming months we're gonna get uh, the big reveal for what the big for the next ah, next big saga uh, in the Marvel universe. Uh, I have my idea as to who the big bad is gonna be. I'm pretty sure you guys probably think the same. Like this. Uh, I thought it was pretty universal, right? Wasn't it Kane the Conqueror? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I think know any I, of the people are in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Uh, I think, Cornelio, you've seen Loki, right? No. Never saw it. Oh, you haven't seen the Loki series? No. Okay. So we got our, we, we got our first taste. I think we mentioned before. We get our first taste of uh, an iteration of Kang the Conqueror in the Loki series. Uh and I think he's confirmed to be in Ant-Man Quantumania. So especially Kang being like this Marvel character that is kind of like the conqueror of time, essentially. Oh. Uh, you know, uh, us going into all these things where we have multiverse and time travel and going across universes and being able to do all this crazy stuff. Like, I, I think it's logical that he's going to be the next big bad guy. Yeah, it makes a lot. Is of it sense. is it going to be better than Thanos? Uh, I that's going to be that's going to so. be tough. That's going to be tough for sure. Like I I was a huge fan of Thanos and uh, Josh Brolin as in that uh, role, but uh, I mean, well, just I'm, to be I'm, fair, we're not sure what direction. It's like how fast we're going to get there. Because remember, I when between Iron Man 1 coming out and we kind of figured out what was kind of going on in Phase 1 all the way until Endgame, there was a, what, 10-year investment? Or is that shorter? Yeah, 10 years. 10 years. Ten, a 10-year investment. Of that's why, that's why I jumped off the superhero train, dude. I was like, man, I didn't, I've been watching this for the last 10 years. Like, I'm kind of over it. And then I saw 10 rings. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, Shang-Chi I didn't. Was awesome. I, I was, I'm one of those, I'm one of those that doesn't think that Spider-Man was that good. I wasn't. I bought the movie, I watched it, and I was like, uh, I think it was better than... I thought it was going to be better than what I watched. Why is it No, that's the one that uh, I'm going to probably watch next. It's on Disney Plus already, in case you haven't. I know. No, I wasn't going to watch it today, but I, just was, I had a really tiring dad. Worked all day, and then Liana got poked in the eye by Elise and scratched her cornea, so she had to go to the doctor and get some medicine. I hope she gets better. So, wasn't really... So too. Yeah, thanks. No, I think she'll be fine. But yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, so we're supposed to watch it today. But then the NBA draft happened, so I've been keeping up with that instead. And I've been watching that. And So I think I'm going to watch it tomorrow. If not, hopefully by this weekend. Because I'm excited to watch it. Still, 
Yeah, you're still watching them, so you're obviously you're back on that train, right? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, I can I can care less at this point. As once Iron Man died, I was like, all right, I'm kind of over it. So like, I haven't seen Eternals. Um, I actually haven't seen Eternals yet. Actually, yeah, Spider Man was whatever. Eternals has some cool stuff, but it, it's not something you gotta watch. Like this is this is how I know I would have gone to watch these movies in theater if I really wanted to watch it. Like I'll I'll still go and watch like the other movies that I want to watch. Like the superhero ones, I'm like, ah, kind of over it. Like, yeah, I think I think you'll like, uh, I think you'll like Doctor Strange. It's very unique. Uh, for now, it's kind of its its own separate type of Marvel movie. It, it's very different from like the the basic. It's because the movie I also want to watch. Well, we've been watching we've been watching a lot of HBO. So in our, if we have time to watch anything, we watch HBO. But have you seen that new movie, Rico? Previous to the new movie on on Netflix, the one with. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, no, where he's like is- a he's like a pharmaceutical scientist, and he's like doing these tests on uh, one of the guys that came out in the new Maverick movie. It's like the, it's like the highlight movie on Netflix right now, and so like I've been really wanting to watch that too. I think it's called like like Specimen or like something Rat. I don't know, man, but it's it looks pretty good just from the the, the preview. Spiderhead uh, is that what it's called? Spiderhead. I think so. I think so. Yeah. 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 That one looks pretty good. So, like, I've been on that train of those type of movies. And then I, eventually I'll probably come back around and get into the superhero stuff. I think because, like, now where we're just watching so much content, I feel like when you watch a movie and then a year later, like, I have to either refresh on it or, like, it's not fresh in my head anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of forget what, er- what everything that's going on. Uh, that's why, like, I like the weekly anime. It's 20 minutes. You just focus in for those 20 minutes, and then, like, I have that whole week to rewatch it and then watch the new episode the following Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah, With, like, that the makes movies. Sense. In the movies, it's a little, like, fuck, what happened here again? Like, I'm going to rewatch all the Star Wars movies now because I can't remember, like, what happened yeah. in 4, 5, and 6 too much. Like, all the details of it. Yeah, that makes so. a lot of sense. And then it feels like nowadays you kind of have so much, like, Marvel specific content coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had. Uh, we just had a movie. We just had Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange now is out in Disney Plus. Uh, we have Miss Marvel. We just had Moon Knight. Uh, what else? We have Thor. I think next two weeks from Friday, the next Thor comes out. Uh, so there, it's just so much. I I completely understand how it could be like maybe a little bit of overload where like you just kind of are getting hero, 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 hero. Yeah, I stopped at WandaVision. That's the last thing that I've seen, WandaVision. I didn't watch the the Winter Soldier. I didn't watch Loki. I didn't watch Hawkeye, Hawkeye, no. And I wanted to watch Hawkeye. Um, I'm just kind of in limbo right now. Like, I wanted to to watch Spy Family, just having gone into it. The only one I've been watching is just uh, Tokyo. And then that HBO show, Staircase. Okay, yeah, but, you mentioned that one before. I need to check that one out for sure. It looks interesting. Yeah, no, I try to watch every new HBO show on there. Like HBO one thing, shit. One thing that, that has me very excited about the possibility of Kang is who they have cast as Kang. It's uh, Jonathan Majors uh, from, what is it called? That Lovecraft Country on HBO. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The main actor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be Kang. He's Kang the Conqueror. I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, I remember saying I, that. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I really enjoyed him in that show, and then I really enjoyed like the the take that he gave us on Kang the Conqueror at the end of Loki. Even if you don't watch all of Loki, like watch like the last scene where like they reveal him, and mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. Like he was gripping just in those like those couple minutes. Like I can't wait to see like what what he gives us like later. Uh, but yeah, that's it for. I, I guess we'll we'll move off of the superhero stuff and Marvel. Unless you guys have anything else to add, I'm good as far as TV. I don't do a lot of talking on the well, you know, as far as you know the HBO and the other stuff because you know clearly <laughs> one I guess one dimensional. <laughs> but it's okay. You're one trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> I think nah, this man, next... HBO HBO's good, dude. I think this next one you'll watch. Uh... They put out some stills of some of the orcs from Ring of Power. Dude, they look Amazon awesome. Ring of Power series, uh, which is Lord of the Rings, a Lord of the Rings story. Yes. I thought they looked pretty cool. Hell yeah, I thought uh, they looked cool. You're not a Lord of the Rings guy, are you, Corny? Nah, bro. I, I'm yet to watch one movie all the way through, man. I've tried. I just, <laughs> I just can't, man. <laughs> I watched all three in one night. Nah, bro. I, it's a while back. Go ahead. No, I just I just couldn't get into them, dude. That well, that's because there's the uh, theatrical version, the extended version. That's because of all back. I saw a report that says that they're, um, according to Peter Jackson, there's still even more to add, and that if you can release like a super extended cut or whatever, <laughs> basically, <laughs> clocking, <laughs> basically clocking the last movie, Return of the King. Uh, it were, if he decided to do that, I think the movie will clock in like at six hours or something stupid like that. Dude. Oh, yeah, on. I was like, oh, no way. Who's gonna yeah, watch dude. That? Just, I will. I will. I was gonna say, who's not gonna I watch will. it? You gotta watch it at least once, right? I mean, geez, imagine. It weighs six hours for a movie. Do you get paid <laughs> to watch it or no? That's a fucking work day. Imagine make waking up at waking up at twelve at, at noon, popping that movie at twelve. When you're done with it, it's six p.m., dude. <laughs> oh, that's nuts, man. That is nuts. <laughs> yeah, I remember I watched episode four, five, and six before episode seven came out. And at the end of the movie, I was like, "Fuck!" I watched a lot of shit today. Like, that two, four, six. What is that? Like two, four, six. Probably closer to seven hours, seven, seven and a half, probably. Like with all. Well, the- no, because episode. Episode four is about what an hour and thirty, hour and forty. Yeah. Episode two is the long one. That's like two two twenty, and then Return of the Jedi is like I think sixty minutes, and then Force Awakens is like two fifteen. So like yeah, bro, I woke up at like ten and I just knocked them all out and then got some movie from here all hyped as fuck. At the end of the day, I was like, oh, I, I have the Force in me now. I'm like, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was it from that, just those stills. Uh, then uh, one of the <sighs> movies that we all, I'm pretty sure we all saw recently was Dune. Uh, they added four new cast members to Dune, which are going to be alongside, of course, uh, Timothy, uh, how do you say his name? Chalamet? Chalamet, yeah. Chalamet, yeah. Timothy Chalamet. And, and Zendaya and some of those people that we've seen already. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Austin Butler, but I know Florence Pugh. I know Florence Pugh. I know Christopher Walken, and I know Le- Leah Sado. Oh, yeah. Christopher uh, Walken? Are all pretty, uh, you know, I don't know about the first one, but I know those three uh, are big name actors. So 
I I rather enjoyed the first uh, Dune. So Dune Part Two. I mean, I'm hype. I enjoyed Dune Part Two. There were, I did have some issues with it. Uh, as far as the pace, it was kind of slow. But um, I, I I really really enjoyed it. And some of those scenes were just spectacular, man. So it was eye candy for sure. I think what I liked about Dune is that it was so captivating. Like I felt like I was in that. Yeah. World. Like, like it, it was slow paced, but I think because it was slow paced is why you were so like engulfed in it. Like it really puts you in the setting. It puts you in that like, like the mood is on edge kind of like there's a war happening and you feel it coming. And then you see like the big bad guy, but you don't really see him. And then you finally see the fucking worm. Everything was just like, dude, that movie was dope. Like, yeah, I, I liked yeah, it. I, I- I think there was some people that had like a like a problem with it and with the pacing and the, like kind of like the lack of maybe progression in the story. But like you said, world building character phenomenal. And I think once you realize that it's it's like a movie that is like part one of two, then yeah. you kind of can see like, OK, like it's not done. That's why like maybe there was a little bit of lack of progression. Hopefully, like here in part two, they give us that. and now. Uh, giving us more actors, I'm sure if they add that uh, character development and all that with these characters, make them just as compelling as the ones from part one. I mean, I like the possibility. Oh, so since we're on this topic, would you prefer they release two movies at the same time, or make one two years later, make the second part to it? Has that ever been done? I mean, I don't know, because if people like you can't make the perfect movie within that two hour of character development and really being engulfed into stuff. That's why you can only have either a really good story or it's going to be broken into two or three films. Right. But like over the course of those years, like, like, I don't want to say it's different because like to me, like the whole the characters age type deal, like the actual people age. So it kind of puts a different mood. So they kind of have to have like a little time skip type deal. Yeah. Versus. You know, something like Dune, where it ends where it's beginning. It felt to me, Dune felt like a prequel, if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. But like, I would have loved it if I would have seen all that. And then, like, like a week or two, maybe even a month later, the second part of that movie comes out and it's so fresh in my head. You know what I mean? You know, you know what sounds like, a, like it would be the perfect mix between the two. Probably, maybe you drop part one, like Fourth of July weekend, and then part two, Christmas break. Yeah. Do you think that's too long, or you think like no? That I think that'd be perfect, dude. Like, for one, on the on the, I I would say you make a lot of money in the box office twice a year. That's a good fiscal year, wouldn't you say, for everybody involved in the project? And two, like you keep that hype around people for that whole six months, and it's it's a it's a buildup that's still very fresh, right? Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I would prefer it that way, just because. Like, I mean, you guys would sit six hours through Game of, Th- Game of Thrones, through uh, Watch, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, you would enjoy that because you'd see everything and you literally would feel like you're in that world. I mean, six hours looking at something, like you're going to be engulfed. Well, th- th- think of it like this, and this is kind of a, a, very, a real 90s example. Um, if you remember VHS cassettes, right? Yeah, two cassettes. Yeah, Titanic. right? Titanic came out on two cassettes, right? And I remember one instance where me and my brother saw the first one and just pot, you know, after we finished the first cassette, it ended like on site, you remember it ended with the Titanic kind of like fading out or whatever. And in today's day and age, 
for let's say for something like that where you know the titanic got hit by the iceberg iceberg you see it sinking and it pans out like that right and let's say you know down the road in december you kind of pop in that second you know second film i don't know i don't know man that's kind of interesting the, the way you asked it should they be coming out like that but i always think a good um a, like you want to sit on it a little bit i think would, would work again and that's kind of contradictory considering that i'd rather just get through the damn story as quickly as possible and like to binge things and not wait week to week um but yeah that's a very interesting question what you asked well, well like week to week is fine but like waiting years on end to see what happens that's where it kind of like hop right away yeah because then like you that's where i get impatient so that's why to me like when you when you want to read the mangas and i'd rather wait for the show is like bro i already waited this long like i could keep waiting that's how i feel right but like with a movie like that like hey bro just put it all together and you'll make everybody happy that way, I think. But yeah, yeah dude, fucking. Now I, I want to rewatch probably, Titanic, bro. I, I haven't probably, seen that movie since I was a kid. Well, it's funny that you say that because our next news is that a Titanic remaster is coming to theaters in February of 2023. A remaster. Oh. What that means? Uh, Leonardo's going to be in HD. Yeah. Probably, but, probably digitally. The first yeah. pair of titties you ever saw. That's right. Uh, pay me like one of your French girls scene. Everybody knows that scene, dude. Um, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna do a super extended edition on this one. You think it'll be a five-hour movie, James Cameron? Amy, extra footage. You know what she meant by paint me like one of your French girls, right? Uh, I want to say I do, but I'm waiting for you to tell me. We like your French girls. That's all she wants. I don't know, I'm just thinking that now. Now that I'm an adult, ah, I don't know then. Because then he Stop gives it to her. He gives it to her in the car with all the sweat. Well, well no, I always thought he. I always did because he had a. He had a, a. What is it? He had a book of just naked women, right? No, that, I know, but I'm just saying oh. what she was really saying was. Oh. Feed mommy. <laughs> I like. I like those blue. Candies or what are those uh, French pastries called? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the macaroons. Yeah, do you like those? Uh, not really. You don't like macaroons? I've had them once, okay, but I don't remember. Oh, don't you see, you haven't had the right macaroon then. Uh, I, never, I never have the right anything. Bro, with me, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When it comes to that kind of shit, like, bro, taste this. This is the good shit. That shit sucks. Um, I will say this. There's a bakery here in the north side that is good, but French bakeries, bro, is where it's at. Like, if you like bread and sweets, like all that kind of stuff, like French bakeries is where it's at. Like, it's it's legit. Like, if you're you, you do you like croissants, Marcus? Yes, croissants. Like like a buttery croissant. That's like yeah. Liana's thing. Like she likes a good buttery croissant. Getting like a buttery croissant from. Yeah, those two. So there's also one that she gets with almonds. Um, the one that we got in a French bakery is like way better. Like it's crazy how much better it tastes. Like it feels like I don't want to say authentic because I don't know where that bread comes from, but like from a French French bakery, it's just made different. So it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you can't be getting no macaroons from like H E B or nothing. Well, we'll try them next time we're up there. Oh, I'm down, dog. Uh, so real quick, just to finish up the this segment, uh, we did announce, we did talk about last week that uh, 
there is a prequel uh, featuring uh, Jon Snow, pretty much revolving around Jon Snow uh, with Game of Thrones. Uh, One of the questions we had for it was in in what capacity is George R.R. Martin involved? And he did confirm yesterday that he is involved with the Game of Thrones sequel. It is under the working title Snow. And surprisingly enough, he says that Kit Harrington actually, along with his team, is the one that brought the idea and is uh, in charge of the writing of this. Hmm. Didn't Kit, Kit Harrington have like a depressive episode uh, after Game of Thrones? They, or he had mentioned it, that he was having a rough time kind of, you know, coming to terms with the ending of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that, but that's true. I remember that now. So this is going to be right after Game of Thrones. Yeah, I would assume so. If not, like, like soon after. It's not, it probably won't be too far in the future, especially if it's going to be around Kit Harrington. You know that he's going. His age is going to be relatively. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mean, like what my, happened to Jon Snow. My my uh, my thinking is it'll be kind of him transitioning into kind of like the king of. Of like the others, you know, or the not the others, the wildlings. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we'll we'll get to still see like Tormund. I think maybe in some capacity, we'd probably see Arya down the line, and she's kind of going on on her uh, like exploration journey as well. And uh, it still leaves it open for us to be able to see some of those old characters uh, that we liked, but maybe not, not to where they have to have like contractual obligations. And are being dished out like all this money on a week on a like episode episodic basis. Wow. You know what I mean? Why did it? Why was that last season rushed? What did the directors have to go do? Star Wars, right, or something like Star Wars? Yeah, they were they were trying to finish up and move on to a I think a Star Wars trilogy, but I'm not sure if it was directly because of their performance with that last season or what. But I think it ended up being scrapped, and now uh, the latest rumors are that it's going to be Taika Waititi is going to be doing the next trilogy. What's that? It off. A new trilogy of what? Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week. It was a while Maybe. back, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was last week that they that it's going around that he's that they're putting him in charge of at so least the 10, first installment. 10, 11, 12 is going to happen. Yes. Do you have any idea what the story is going to be about? Uh, not really, because I feel like they kind of wrapped up this storyline. Good. I mean, I, I want, love, I want, like, I, I, I want, I would love like a pre prequel, like, a yeah, way, dude. Like, That's what I want. Always wanted like the the old Republic days. You know, go backwards. Stop pushing forward. We're gonna know where it ends. Go backwards. Where did everything originate? That's what I want to know. You know, and there's so many interesting characters. Uh, uh. Revan, Malik, all the novels, all the novels, man. Yeah. So, I don't want to hear about Skywalker that, anymore. That, that, like, I, I love Skywalker, about. but like, I want to hear everything before all that. Like, where did the prophecy come from? That's what I want to know. Yeah. How did we get here? The Rule of Two, like all these things from back in the day that we hear about. That, uh, I mean, it's out there in books and stuff like that, but I want to see it on film. Yeah, I'm not trying to read all that. So it's yeah, gonna look I like. Guess- I guess that's it for for all the news and stuff. Uh, it did go a little long, but uh, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Obi Wan and our thoughts on that. Uh, if you have not seen the show, you don't know anything about it. You don't want to know anything about it. Uh, Hansen. Spo- 
spoiler warning. This is it. Get out. Warn, warning, 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 warning. Uh, before you leave, though, I do want to shout out uh, the Lo Que Sea podcast, which features MJ and Brown Yeti, a.k.a. Cornelio, which you, which, uh, you know now from here. Uh, you can follow them at Twitch, twitch.tv slash MJ2571 or Mario, Mariano Alvarez on YouTube. And you can find Cornelio at twitch.tv slash Brown Yeti 13. Uh, I don't know if you want to shout out your socials, Marcus. Uh, well, I do have my Twitter social, um, Marcus25V. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, just give me a follow. <laughs> yeah, and I am at PunkRico21 on Twitter. Uh, send me messages if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear. This week in our description, I will be putting a Discord link to our Discord where we kind of like throw together all the things we're going to talk about. If you have any suggestions, things like that, want to contribute to the show, maybe at some point we can have you on the show, uh, you know, join up on the Discord and interact. All right. So Obi-Wan. Good transition to Obi-Wan. Who wants to start? Uh, not me. Cause well, first of all, before the finale... I'm going to go on record. You two were not very fond of the show. I'm right? still. How do you feel now? Okay, that's a good question. I, I can go first on that one, Rico, if you don't mind. Go for it. That last, okay, from, and I'm going to start off with episode five fairly quickly. Episode five, and I told you, was it was the best episode so far of the series at the time when it had come out. I still had a lot of issues with episode five when it had come out. And I was kind of figure. I, I was thinking to myself, this is where it should have, like you know, this is this is what it should have looked like. This is where we should have gotten more more of the beginning, you know. Whereas the four episode drag just kind of just turned me off, you know, pretty bad. Episode six, which is this latest one, uh, and it sounds kind of I guess over dramatic, right? But it it kind of saved the series for me a bit, um, just because this is what we've wanted now. Uh, I guess I can start already getting into my thoughts on 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 the finale, if y'all don't mind, just here. So some of the things, you know, and the reason I say it saved it for me because obviously, and everybody and everybody talks about it, and and everybody says it's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. We all know why it's amazing, right? The Obi Wan Kenobi versus Vader fight is something like you haven't really seen in film in general, because even in film, the choreography is either a little out of wonk, a little whack, too quick, two minutes, three minutes. And I'm thinking of all, you know, one, two, three, even, even in, uh, in part three, where uh, Count Dooku is going against Yoda, it's a quick, you know, 10 second, 20 second thing that you're not, you, 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 you see real little of it. In four, five, and six, you see a little less, you kind of see the lightning, the fake lightning, obviously the time period. And then in the sequel series, a lot of choreography was just either a mess or some of it some of it did look cool but ultimately when it comes to like just fights obi-wan kenobi that scene that fight scene in my opinion was probably one of the if not the best fight that i've seen in a star wars just you know universe and a star wars you know movie and i always talk really i can i and you know i'm always telling these guys i i like to paint myself as i i'm not I'm going to be as unbiased as possible. You know, I'm going to give it a fair critique because I'm not looking at it through any lens. I just want to see something that's good. And as far as that fight's concerned, hell yes. And everybody says, it's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing because of that fight. You know, um, you have Darth Vader just going ham, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi finally, you know, unleashing his powers again. And then you have a super cool rock storm right there that's just kind of shattering at him. And you just have all these things, okay? 
the fights and sequences were amazing. The shots were were man, they were awesome. And it was I'm thinking of that shot right now where he's kind of he that slashed his face open. You saw Anakin and you know, you know, through the Darth Vader helmet. It was an amazing shot with the with the red hue and the glows and all these things. The shots were great. Aside from that, and and again, that is why everybody calls it amazing. The problem with this story in general was that the writing itself, to my in my opinion, was just I had a hard time looking past some of those things. And again, there's even one line uh, that was mentioned, and um, a friend of mine, Mr. Pachoco from school, shout out to him. He he mentioned uh, where Obi Wan says um, it ends today, and I'm and he says, well, you know, yeah, does it really? Okay, we you know, obviously nothing's going to end, so it, you know, it was kind of cringy that he kind of says those things, but ultimately. When it comes to the writing and nobody ever really dies, and you know, you know, Darth Vader had how many chances to kill Obi Wan? Obi Wan could have killed him. I mean, if it if it really ended the day, he might have killed him. And I do have a point on that, you know, as far as maybe why he did it, and I'll get that to in a bit. Um, but yeah, going back to the overall writing of the story, I just had a couple of you know issues with you know like um, what was her name? Reva? What was her name again? Reva. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I had issues with Reva. And Leia, Leia did fit. I, I can see why Leia was part of that story. I now I wish that obviously, it, her. Yeah, I had gripes with her in the beginning, in the first two episodes, or so like that. I came around to her because that little girl, whoever the actress, I, I don't know her name, was just amazing. Vivian Lyra Blair. Yeah, Vivian Lyra Blair was just awesome as a young Leia, and she grew on me. And ultimately, she played the part with Obi Wan. You know, oh, the, she's the reason Obi Wan got his powers back. She's the reason that Obi Wan's able to overcome these things. But that relationship like, should have maybe been fleshed out a little bit more, you know, and you can't really do much in a six episode series. So that kind of again, goes back to a di- direction, you know, okay, so if you're going to fit that storyline, plotline in there, you know, don't make it look like a Rogu Mandalorian type relationship. But obviously, you want to try to justify it, you know, in a way yourself. Um, and then the thing was also that after the fight, you know the ending. You had a you had a bunch of cool you know, nuances, a bunch of cool little cameos, uh, and a bunch of cool uh, Easter eggs, right? With Leia's uh, Leia's outfit, you know Obi Wan's outfit. Oh, hello there. He tells Luke, and Luke doesn't really say anything is there. And then you even have the super cool uh, Qui Gon cameo there at the end, and stuff like that. Obviously symbolizing that he got his powers back. Um, you know, and me kind of just being nitpicky about this. Um, uh, I'll get more into the nitpicky stuff in a bit, uh, but I do. Those were some of the cool things that I saw. Again, the fight was amazing. Um, the I did, again, and me just kind of thinking that story perspective. I did have a lot of issues with the writing, uh, but I want to see what you guys kind of say, so I can kind of just piggyback up more or less what you all think about that. So who wants who's to next? Uh, I mean, uh, you you can take it, Courtney, or or I can I can go up next. Doesn't matter. Uh, we want me to start. Of how I loved the episode, or I loved the whole series as a whole. Both. Go for it. So, I love the whole series as a whole because when you guys had mentioned that you feel like it's not too much Obi Wan, uh, that's why I liked it. Um, being a Star Wars fan, there was a lot of stuff that you always wanted to know, and I feel like this kind of helped fill some of the gaps. Um, from episode one, where he's just so heartbroken and like tormented by this for the last 10 years, um, is set the tone for where he's at mentally. Um, so like that first episode kind of just built the season, how it's run by the empire, 
Um, and that becomes like a, like a theme throughout the whole show where it's like the people are scared of the empire. There's these people looking for Jedi, like Jedi are in hiding, but there's still people trying to help these Jedi out. And you get the feeling that Obi-Wan is still very wanted. He's still a big deal, not just by Vader, but by Sidious as well. So like that and then meeting Leia. And I think the little girl did a phenomenal job of filling that like character of who Leia is. But I think she did such a good job of really portraying Anakin and Padme as a little girl. Like that is the perfect model of what their kid would look like as a kid, if that makes any sense. Um, so that's why I, I loved it. So that, that finale, like I cried at the finale when Luke is telling her, I mean, Anik, uh, Obi-Wan is telling Leia who her parents are. Like, I was like, dude, like that is some deep shit. Like it was perfect. But like everything leading up to it. So like, if I look at the episode list, like I remember I was telling you guys, like that first episode was really good for me. Uh, cause it really sets the tone of what's going on in, this, in the universe at the time. And it's something that we've never really gotten. Because, like, in the movies, we're just, like, on two planets. And then you see how bad the Empire is in Part 5. And then 6 is, like, the whole, you know, war and rebellion kind of thing, right? So, like, you're actually seeing how, like, the Empire is running everything in this, in this part of the universe in this part of time. So that's why I really liked it. Part 2, they go to a new world where it's, like, Obi-Wan is wanted. And you're really seeing, like, him trying to be back to what he was. And he kind of gets his force back because of Leia, right? And this also brings back the fact that, like... People are trying to make money off of Jedi. Jedi aren't really real, but they are. You know what I mean? So, like, there's little nuances in there. So, that's why Leia's like, oh, I can't. Like, Jedi aren't real. I don't believe you. And the way he shows it was pretty cool. The episode three really showed that there is, um, like, the rebellion is still trying to happen. And this is where it's being created. So, like, I forget her name, but the girl that came out in, uh, is it Tara? Yeah. The Tara. one, the one that, yeah. So, like, her character came out and, like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, there's really people trying to do this. Um, episode four, where he goes to rescue what's her name? That one was dope. And then episode five is that the one where Obi where Vader kills with the neck? Tala. Tala? Huh? Tala? No, no, no. Where he kills a kid's neck? We crack, he cracks somebody's neck. What episode was that? Oh, four yeah, or five? I think that was episode three. That yeah, was, that was that was that was three. Where Vader? Okay, so three. So like, when you see that, like you're like, holy shit, dude! Vader is evil as fuck. Like you've never seen that. So, like, you really create this whole image of it. And then this, okay, so the finale, bro, like, from, from beginning to end, I was like, okay, the whole rebel stuff trying to help people out is in the beginning, to the Vader fight, to the conversation that was had between Vader and Obi-Wan was so fucking perfect to me. Like, to him talking with the blue lightsaber hitting his face, and then he says he's going to destroy him, it turns red, like, all those little nuances to the voice changing between Vader and Anakin, like saying that he wasn't Obi, like he wasn't his failure, that he killed Anakin, like he's what remains, all that crazy shit, bro. Like I was like, bro, this is so good. The reason why he didn't kill him is because I think Obi-Wan is like, your kids are what's going to save you one day. That's why he goes back and he tells uh, Owen, like, hey, I don't need to train him. Like the future will, will take care of itself. Like I think he knew he's not the one to kill Vader. Like he still thinks he can help him. Right. And so all of that, dude, to him meeting him and saying the hello there, like you said, Marcus was dope. Telling Leia all that stuff, um, him leaving the house and like returning to him being a Jedi, him getting his character back, him. I don't want to say getting closure, but in a way he did seeing Vader and understanding what's going on with Anakin at the time. And then to him 
seeing Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon telling him, you just weren't ready to see me because he wasn't there all the way with the force. He was too clouded with all this shit that had been going on the last 10 years in his life. So like all in all, dude, I thought it was amazing for only six episodes to experience all that. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, and then the part that really hyped me up is when Darth Vader's in his throne, dude, and he's talking to Sidious and like you get the, the Imperial March, dude, like the song that I told Liana, I was like, dude, everybody knows the Imperial March song, even if you do not know what Star Wars is. Yeah. Like, that's how famous this dude is. And like, he's just sitting on his throne on the Mustafar system with the fucking lava in the back. And I was like, this is why this dude's a fucking badass. Like, he, he cannot kill Obi-Wan because he still has that Anakin inside of him. And so one thing that I read, I never watched Clone Wars, but what's, his, what's Anakin's student's name? His Padawan? The chick Ahsoka. from... Ahsoka. So did you, did you know that she fought him and, and cut his helmet, right, also? Yes. So she cut the right side of his helmet and talked to him? Um, Obi-Wan cut the left side of his helmet and you can, they, they both felt that they were still good in him. So then when he becomes Anakin again at the end of part six, it's the first time that Luke takes off the entire helmet. And he's finally, he's had that burden of the dark side removed from him when the whole helmet is taken off. So that's why that little thing of his, his helmet being cut in half in this last episode was such a big deal. And so, nah, man, if I could watch more of that, like I hope there's a season two because um, I thought it was such a phenomenal six episodes, man. Like, I, th- I loved all of it. Like, I'm going to watch it again, probably starting tomorrow. So that's my little rant on it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff you said. Uh, I do agree with Marcus on some points also, though. Uh, characters, I thought, in that realm, top tier. Uh, Hayden, back as Anakin. Uh, Owen McGregor, back as uh, Owen. Is it, it's McGregor, right? Yeah, as Obi Wan. Yeah, back as Obi Wan, phenomenal. Uh, newcomer Vivian Lyra Blair as Leia, also phenomenal. I uh, I liked I I liked some of the performance of of Reva. Uh, I feel like her story just wasn't really fleshed out. Yeah, maybe I like agree. it could have been on a, on a longer on a longer series, or uh, maybe we'll maybe I feel like if we get something else within this time period, maybe we'll see her a little bit more down the line uh, in a different show. Uh, I also kind of I also like Joel Egerton as Owen and like the authority and him like showing that he is that father figure to Luke and fighting for him. Yeah. Even, like being at a big disadvantage, you know, like he held off Reva. Like I think that, that was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, I thought it was a great setup for maybe some things in the future. Uh, besides the Obi-Wan show that we got, which is kind of him going from uh transitioning from being Ben back to being Obi-Wan I think another thing that a lot of us fans are curious about is how he becomes the Obi-Wan that we know from part four uh and we learned from in part three that the way he learns to become a force ghost is through Qui-Gon Jinn his former master uh we got obviously we got to see Qui-Gon here at the end which was exciting I'm glad Liam Neeson came back for it uh so maybe I think that's setting up something for maybe a second season. Uh, they've been talking about it here more like in the last uh, week or two. Uh, I think there's also something uh, something to a story that maybe we'll get about Leia and kind of how she becomes the leader of the rebel of the rebels. I think uh, I think there, there's a little bit more of a story to tell there. Uh, maybe we'll get Reva in that storyline, too. Um, I also thought that. Uh, 
There was a couple of characters that I was interested in that probably could have been used a little bit more, which I think they might also go into like some of these other series we might branch out into in the future, which I thought were the Inquisitors. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought Haja was interesting. Haja, I don't know if you remember, is played okay. by Komel Nanjiani. He's the one that pretends to be the Jedi. Yep. Uh, but he's not. And then, you know, he ends up being a good guy towards the end. Uh, and Colin Rockin, which is the character played by uh, Ice Cube's kid, is his, uh-huh. his name? O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, I thought maybe he he can be in another one of these series uh, that we'll get in the future. Uh, I thought that the show overall stayed pretty true to the lore that we've had thus far, which I think is a big challenge when you do something like this. Because we know what happened before, we know what happened after, so you kind of have to like constrain yourself like in this box, and not really like ruin either of those two. Because then you get all kinds of people pissed off or upset. Uh, with the Inquisitor, they stay true. With uh, a lot of like the, uh, I thought him and Leia like knowing each other uh, was very impactful, and it makes sense because the first thing between like one of the biggest things you uh start with in part four is that uh leia sends a message to obi-wan that she's his only hope like help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope which this makes so much sense now because he saved her like in this capacity and they have this special relationship which i thought was phenomenal yeah i agree Uh, with that and then one of the other things uh, you all both mentioned like the the scene with the helmet and uh, I was also going to bring up the Ahsoka scene, too, uh, in the show, in Rebels. Uh, at the very end, when uh, at the very end of Darth Vader's story, where he's with his son Luke, and he asks him to remove the helmet so he can see him with his own eyes, his real eyes. When he takes off the helmet, he has a scar. On, he has two, two sets of scars on the top of his head, on both his right and his left side of his head. Now yeah. we know that the left one's were from Ahsoka and the right ones were from Obi-Wan because that's where he cuts open his helmet, like with his lightsaber in that final battle. Uh, I thought the battle was phenomenal. Uh, I did also now going back to, well, I'll go with my best moments first. Uh, my, some of my favorite things was, uh, Obi-Wan and his interactions with Leia about her parents. Cornelio mentioned, like he says, like, you got these powers from this parent and these powers from this parent. Like you're a force to be reckoned with, like being the perfect molding of the two. Uh, and being a Darth Vader fanboy, anytime he was on screen, he was phenomenal. Uh, his scenes, his lines, uh, particularly in part five where he stops the ship with just his with just oh, like, yeah. his force power. Like <laughs> holy, holy shit! Like killer vibes, dog. Talk about solidifying this man as an all-powerful entity in the universe. Like, that's, that's big nuts. Uh, some of his lines that really stuck with me was, I am what you made me, which I think that was episode three. Uh, a stab at Obi-Wan about, uh, you know, that he, basically he failed him, which he ends up, like, kind of turning uh, in the end uh, when he says, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. Yeah. And that, that kind of uh, leads into the first time that we see Obi-Wan here in the series call him Darth, which he calls him, which is how he refers to him in episode four. So like that transition right there, perfect. Uh, we also did get a couple of teases of like when 
Vader has the high ground on Obi Wan after he collapses the the ground. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I said, "Oh, he has the high ground now." Yeah, he wins. yeah. Uh, we got the hello there. Uh, going back to the broken mask scene, I thought it was phenomenal, uh, especially the the shot where you kind of see in the mask and you see Anakin and you kind of see a tear coming down his face and you have like a bluish hue and then you kind of see him like turn like like uh, Cornelio mentioned to like okay now I'm Vader and I'm gonna kill you and you get that red uh Star Wars has always been very very great at adding those lighting effects like from good to evil we saw that with Kylo Ren we've seen that in other films uh I thought that the kind of hybrid between hearing uh, Hayden's voice and James Earl Jones's voice kind of back and forth and then kind of them melding the two was phenomenal. Uh, Seeing uh, Qui-Gon was, uh, I think I mentioned it already, was also great. Uh, I honestly did not see Obi-Wan beating him like in a straight up power of strength. I thought he would play a little bit more mind games going to Padme and some of those things. But I like that he kind of kicked his butt because we've always known Obi-Wan to be like this clever, smart, calm, cool, collected Jedi. But now we know that he wasn't just that. He was a badass in and of himself uh, and powerful. Uh, anything else? Um, I think you're onto something uh, about him not finishing Vader and Ahsoka not finishing Vader because even when in the in the scene between Palpatine and Vader, you can like Palpatine kind of still mentions like, I don't know if you would ready, if you were ready to kill him. And if that's the case, like that means there is still some Anakin in there. Yeah. And maybe, maybe Obi-Wan did sense that. And that's why he didn't finish him off. Uh, he knew there would be something down the line. Maybe that, that uh, an opportunity would arise. Right. Um, I wish they would have kind of, I wish he would have said that in some capacity, but I guess like I kind of understood it. So it was all right. Uh, my gripes. Uh, to me, really, the only weakness for me was the writing. Uh, I would have liked a more vulnerable Obi-Wan, like in the first couple of episodes. Uh, I feel like when you have a character's name as the, as the name of the series, I feel like I kind of expected more intimacy like with our titular character you know whether it was crying uh some anger some more doubt to me it would have been a little bit more impactful than just like i'm not using my powers anymore because like i'm not that guy no more that's how i that's how i took it uh and i felt like if i would have gotten those scenes like maybe after he encounters anakin for the first time if he would have cried or been pissed or or screamed like there would have been more vulnerability and intimacy to his character and like, and a little bit more relatability to like, that's my fucking brother. And I failed him. I felt like the bigger downs would have led to like bigger ups. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's uh, like, no, go ahead. I, I just feel like for me, that would have bumped this show up a, like a notch or two for me personally. Uh, also, like just some of the other the other writing with the other characters didn't feel like super concise. I felt like episodes four and five, like I I loved four and five, 
I just wish we would have gone there a little bit cleaner. Uh, I did read that when they initially wrote this show, uh, I don't, I don't remember the name, but the the lead writer wrote the show. Um, she presented it, I think, to Feloni and uh, what's his, the name of the guy that does Mando? John Farwell. John Favreau, and they said, whoa, 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 this is too similar to Mandalorian. You got to scrap this. Uh, you got to change some stuff up. So they ended up changing writers, and, but they still kept a lot of the stuff from the original script to like what we got now, which like to me, like that makes sense with like, I felt like there was like two, like it was pulling different ways. Uh, but overall, like, I loved it uh, compared to something. Uh, the only things I could compare it to is like maybe the more recent stuff we've got, like Mandalorian. Uh, and then in terms of having to be very concise and like where we know like it's going, something like uh, what's the name of the Star Wars movie? Uh, New Hope or Rogue One? Rogue One, where you kind of already know where it's going, but like how you get there is kind of like the it's, wonder. Yeah. It still, it still gives you some surprise moments, like some, Oh shit moments. Yeah. The, it's when still you already impactful. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's still impactful, like with investment, you know, and uh, me being a star, a big star Wars fan, I, I, I loved it. Uh, but it wasn't without its issues, which to me was just kind of some of the writing. Uh, it had phenomenal moments. Uh, and I would probably have to, Maybe not put it up there with Mando, but right behind. Mm, what I, I what I would it. also what I would also add on to it, um, that scene where Vader has his screen cut in half, his helmet cut in half, and he's talking like it's the first time you see Anakin, like the actual Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, and it's like a part of you is finally seeing like shit, he's no longer Anakin, like this is Darth Vader, like you don't you don't like you want to see it's Anakin, but you don't like they really do a really good job at like I'm no longer Anakin, I'm Vader, like. Yeah, and then I, I think when Obi Wan realizes and sees it, we kind of do it at the same time. Also, like that was the main goal of that. Like that's yeah. the first time we've seen him as Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. So I thought that was like also that was great. Like yeah. you see the di- you see the difference between the two characters. It's the same person but two different characters, right? It's like a yeah. Doctor Jekyll Hyde type deal. Like he has an internal yeah. conflict of two people in his in his brain, essentially. Yeah, and you you come to that realization, like you said, that like one of these guys is gone. Uh-huh. Shit, bro. I'm not your <laughs> failure, Obi-Wan. Yeah. You didn't kill Anakin uh, Skywalker. There was, a couple, there was a couple of little nitpicky things. Like, time meant nothing in this show. Uh, between Obi-Wan, like, being able to kick Vader's ass, and then he still has time to go and save Luke. Yeah, that like, part. I was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that part was like, all right. And then uh, I think the other the other example of that was like when Reva is chasing Leia in episode three, and somehow she gets to the end of the tunnel before her. But like oh, that yeah. that I can let go because that that's dumb. And then there was a couple little goofy things I thought like Leia being able to escape from the real early on, uh, escape yeah, from running like, the in the forest. Hunters. Yeah, running in the forest. Uh, Luke also against like this powerful i mean not to the to the extent of the other characters but like reva was powerful in her in her own right but she couldn't catch luke yeah i was like dang so if this if, if it was about like just running away like the skywalkers 
take the cake, bro. Nobody can catch him. Yeah, but it's also like Disney-ish, right? Like, you got to give That's the true. kid... You know, like don't let them get caught. Like that's kind of what we don't yeah, want. You're right. So that's that's why with me, it's like I mean, it's weird. I I like it, but like, I understood why. Yeah. That's why. And, that's why I put it in nitpicky. Like I, I, you yeah. can let that go. Like that's easy. Yeah, you can. I, you can like you're gonna talk about it, but you can oversee it because the the good outweighs it, basically. Yeah. I was I was thinking that what I wanted to see was when uh when he defeats vader and he's on the way to luke and like he says run like did luke hurt him right i i felt like i felt i kind of felt like that okay so i was thinking he was going to start talking to luke through the force that's what i thought was going to happen and they're going to set that like this is why i know ben old ben kenobi in the later movies because then remember also in a new hope he's like run and that's what he fucking gets on the ship whenever he sees he's killed by vader so I thought that's that was pretty cool about that. I just thought, yeah, it was kind of weird how he got there instantaneously. Like, uh... But, I mean, I understood the timing of it all also, right? Like, you got to close up the show. Yeah. But... Uh, there's been rumors now about it possibly being adapted into a, a film. Uh, and then, well, everybody loves it. I've been hearing it for the past uh, two, like, two weeks or so that everybody was very happy with uh, being back together and making the show, so... Uh, I know it did start as a uh, rumored, like just limited series, but it seems like it's set up perfectly for another season. I think so too. And I think it's good, like redemption for Hayden Christensen, dude. Cause he got, sh- I don't, I still don't understand why, but he got shit on so hard, dude. Like as being Vader and I always loved it. And then I think now the way he portrayed everything was so spot on. Like, it was great to add to the character of already a love character of Darth Vader. Um, I think he won back a lot of fan base for that. Yeah, I think so too. Hmm. I'm just, but also I would love to see some Star Killer, bro. Because you play the game, Rico, right? Mm-hmm. Does he meet Leia in the sh- in the game? Uh, I don't think so. Who does he meet in the in the Rebels meeting? Maybe. Because he remember he's like at doesn't the table he, he, and like he, he scratches the dust off, and maybe and he that's he's there to help the rebels, and so with the Inquisitor like we've never seen Inquisitors up until this point, dude. So like that that had so much to do with the Inquisitor that that was so spot on. Also, he does meet Leia. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he he actually sure. he actually rescues her. Yeah, so he can come out, dude. That would be legit. Yeah, that would be dope. Uh, Marcus, uh, I know you probably you had some stuff you didn't get to uh, yeah, throw in there. Um, just a couple of things. Um, you mentioned Reva, uh, and and you said that her her whole plot line did felt unfulfilled. I, I'm still and and that to me her was part of like the weird writing because overall her character didn't really get her character. Her end game was what to go and try to kill Luke, you know. And again, that plays to the part where it's yeah she's not it's not happening it's not happening like there's no there's, it's yeah it's, we knew that yeah, wasn't happening yeah so yeah that's that's the route that they took her in and i had kind of issue with rebel because i had an issue with her before i had an issue with her in part four and now I had an issue in, in, in episode five and then ultimately it's like okay Re- you the whole story could have been told without reva in general and yeah. without reva you the luke skywalker plot line she doesn't really exist you know what i mean like 
and and you're as far as as far as writing is concerned, <clears throat> five and six were the best episode of, for a reason because that's where you finally got started getting the connection between Vader and Obi Wan. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. that if that if you wanted Vader to be this focus, you know, like Vader walking through the village, that was also one of the super cool scenes of the series, but it lasted uh, ten minutes of that episode. When Ob when Obi Wan and Vader were going at it, the I felt like the show could have done something like that get away from the whole princess leia thing i you know despite how you know her her role in it it could have come later or something make luke and leia the big reveal at the end or something like that how, how would you um it's just you know i just can't get over a lot of the writing that kind of lent itself the, the entire story could have been told differently and still led up to episode six so you see that's my issue with it and then i just what luke was luke's what, what was his purpose to act as a as a damsel or you know a, a guy in distress um yeah. so th- there was a couple of questions that i still had you know and i would want to answer it and 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 courtney made a good point right and it was actually one of the things uh, i was also thinking where you know obi-wan you know lets vader go you know and and it sucks because you know the sparing life trope just keeps turning and turning and turning and coming out and coming out and coming out you know Obi-Wan from part three just left him alive. Oh, I'm going to go kill this guy. Oh, I'm going to leave him alive again. Oh, I'm going to leave him alive one more time. Hey, don't worry. I'm going to slash your head, but I'm going to leave you alive. Like, if if they're coming through this as an ultimatum type thing, you know, why the hell is Darth Vader chasing Luke to begin with? And he, again, super cool fight, does this thing. Luke ends up on the bottom, and Darth Vader has the high ground. Obi-Wan. Oh, I'm just going to... Yeah. Uh, no, Darth Vader has the high ground. Obi- Obi-Wan is in the bottom. You know, throws a rock on him. If I'm Darth Vader and you know, and this whole series is just saying, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. You have him. You're not gonna make sure he's dead. He walks away. Obi Wan comes out, slash his head. You're not gonna make sure he's dead. Okay, you're gonna walk away. And and I get it, right? Um, you sent some good in Anakin. Anakin, you know, still there's still some good and stuff like that. But at what point? And you you had mentioned it, right? I would like to have, I would like to, for that to have been clear. And yeah. again, we, we're interpreting that. We have to interpret that because that's what we're going to get. I would have liked for that to have been clear because you're giving purpose to this life-saving trope that right now feels like it serves no purpose. You know what I mean? You get a great scene. And again, it was also a great shot and also the music, right, of of uh, Darth Vader on the throne. Now, he just got his ass kicked. He doesn't... <laughs> What what he didn't deserve, he didn't deserve to have that super cool scene. He's sort of but let me put on your helmet, look real badass on this thing. Yeah, Obi Wan just murked my shit, and on and, oh, we're gonna call it a good day. And then Palpatine again, he he makes his cameo and starts talking to him, and and Vader even says, um, no, he's nothing. I'm gonna look forward to the future. Okay, cool. And then is this the part where Darth Vader just forgets about Obi Wan for the next what? Whenever Luke Skywalker until Episode Four. Like you just had this whole vendetta for this man, and he just kicked your ass. Or you're gonna forget about him for 20 years. So, season two is warranted. I will. And 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 in all honesty, dude, instead of having this, you know, Mandalorian Grogu again, and it's funny that you mentioned that. I I, I had known that what you said. It kind of makes sense if you're gonna go roll with that script. Um, of Obi Wan, and again, Obi. If you're gonna venture more into the Obi Wan Anakin, but at this point, it seems like that's a if that's what you're gonna get. You know, from this season, then you're, you're gonna tell me then Darth Vader forgets about Obi Wan, you know, for 20 years and until he, until he he's been old and gray and then he dies in part four. Like, I just I'm having a hard time making those connections. And again, this is not the lore. I'm not, but this is just some of the writing that just you know those gaps are still existent. You know, between these things, and I'm just I, I'm just trying to kind of 
I shouldn't have to fill in those gaps myself. You know what I mean? I shouldn't. Yeah. Especially I, I with all you. the lore and the episodes that are on this, you know, on, on this Star Wars, you know, train. Because there is a lot. Uh, Especially when it's like a line, just a line or two would have made a huge difference. Like, yeah, he yes. very, he, oh, yeah. He, he, he very easily could have said, like, to Qui-Gon, like, at the end, like, Master, like, they're still good in him. Like, yeah, then he would be like, oh. That's why you didn't kill him. Yeah, like, exactly. Dude. Oh, and, well, and you see, uh, but I'm also on the side where it's like, I know that's what it is. Like, you see, but that's the thing. You shouldn't have to interpret. Now, again, Obi-Wan says Darth. Okay, I can take that as, oh, he accepted Anakin. He accepted Anakin is no longer there. Then kill as far him, as right? I'm, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Obi-Wan <laughs> looked like, hey, he did look defeated again. Wait, okay, so this is, a, this is a good, That's I was thinking about this also. So, like, when he said Darth, like, he's just acknowledging that Anakin's not there. But he yeah, still yeah, knows yeah. that Anakin is there. So, like, so if that were me, you? would you have killed me, Marcus? Like, knowing I that I, there's still, I you still would have killed me. I would have put, yeah. If that was the case, if I knew and you had this face and you were hell bent. Now, again, you can use. I can. Okay, Obi Wan could have used the Force and be like, "Oh no, I sense they're still good in him." Okay, but I haven't seen it. This guy, you acknowledge him as Darth. You know what I mean? That, nah, that. Well, I'll, but also like it's that Padme thing saying that she tells Obi-Wan there's still good in him so like I think holding on to that to seeing his kids seeing the good in his kids like that's why he said that whole thing of like we're gonna let the future play itself out like I, I, I can see what you mean but I didn't need it like I already understand what's gonna happen so why would they have to say that when you know what's gonna happen like you know what I mean you see but yeah but me as a viewer I shouldn't have to do that so you're saying that I have to go watch episodes one, two, three, four, five, six to understand this small reference that you're talking about. No, that's you're telling me. Yeah, I mean, the people that are watching this have a very fine understanding of what Star Wars is. Don't you think? Them. Not all of them. Uh, not all of them. I, well, I for the majority, I mean, would you rather I'm please the, the the hardcore fan? Would you please more of the hardcore fans or like just everybody else? The hardcore fans, and I'm going to be straight up honest with you, the hardcore fans are the ones who probably did not like this and are probably the most elite of the elite when it comes to Star Wars in general. So ultimately, the fact that some people even acknowledged this and thought it was amazing, those are the ones who are a little bit more open-minded. So that's why those hardcore fans know. But again, it's a Disney series. You have What to, hardcore fans have to, said that? You have to have, okay, that's besides the point. You have to acknowledge the fact that if you're going to do a Disney Plus series, you're not just going to cater to one side of the audience. You never cater to one side of the audience. How do you expect to make your money? You know what I mean? So so, so let me ask you this. Why is it that when I watch all the Marvel movies, like I don't know a lot of the stuff. I have to go back and rewatch stuff to understand things. How is that any different? A lot of those standalone Marvel movies, they connect their series. And, and that's a fair point, you know. But a lot of their movies can be watched standalone. Which yeah, a lot most, of them are. most of them function like a standalone. That, that, that's, that's one of the big issues between the Marvel movies and the DC movies. The DC movies have this assumption that you're going to go in there and know so much about these characters that they don't explain a lot of stuff. And like me, I went in and watched some of those DC movies, like uh, particularly like the Batman and Justice League. Uh, and I was like, okay, like I know, I know this character. I know of this. I know a Flashpoint. I know of these different things. So like I understand this, but from like, a per, somebody going to see this movie for the first time not c familiar with lore like you like when when you have when you walk out of there with more like questions like just with questions and questions and questions like okay so so let me ask you this if i had never seen the marvel movies would i be like hey i'm just gonna go watch part three of spider-man 
Are you going to be like, yeah, go watch it? Or are you going to be like, I would watch the first two first and then watch that one? Or like, hey, I'm going to go watch that new Thor movie not seeing anything else. Are you going to be like, well, you should watch it, but understand you also need to watch all these other ones to have an understanding of what's really going on. Like who this girl is, why he is what he is at this point in his life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that all the Marvel movies are still connected in that type of way. So like, I can, I can watch you know, one of these movies and I still don't even know what happened in the previous one. So I have to go back and go into all those things and know. Like, that's what I'm saying with the Star Wars ones. You already know what's going to happen. So I don't think they should tell you if you already know what's happening in the future, because the, the, the setting's already been set. Like, the story's been said. Like, you can connect the dots is what I liked about it. Like, but, but the dots it, it's kind of, it's, it's, I think it is. It's, it's a really fine bridge of what goes on between those two things. That's but, why I'm like, I didn't, but, I, didn't, I didn't feel I needed to hear that they're still good in him. But, I, but the, the fact what, that he what, says what, things what, like the future will play itself out because you know it does. You know that the, the good comes back out of him. You know? How does that, how, know how that, does that hurt the, the series, though? Like, just him saying those words, like, how would that hurt the series at all? I mean, I don't think it makes it any better. And I don't think it doesn't hurt it either. It's on neutral, but like, I don't have an it, issue it, with them it, not bringing it, it, it up. It, it wouldn't make it worse. And maybe it wouldn't make it better for you. But for all the other people out there that don't know anything about this, like, it would make it better. And they'd be so like, then wouldn't oh, you want to go and watch it. the movies at this point? Like, oh, now I'm indulged. Like, let me go watch the movies well, now. See, and and that's, a good, that, that's a good point because regardless of whether you see them or not, you can actually go and, you know, watch them. You know, if you really yeah. want to. Yeah, and the reason why I say that, too, because Liana was like, man, I feel like I want to watch the movies now. Like, I don't remember the entire story. And that's why we're like, yeah, let's watch them again. And, and that's what I'm saying. So something, having a small line like that, it wouldn't have made a big difference to you. You said, and, but some things can also be interpreted differently. And like I said, you know, uh, Obi-Wan is calling him Darth. And Obi-Wan says, I'm sorry, look defeated. You know, and it, even if it was just a flashback to Padme saying, oh, there's still some good in him. You know, that would, even something like that, that a two-second, you know, little trip would have been okay. But again, me as a viewer, I'm supposed to, okay, I, okay, I know these things. And I, and I kind of figured as much. Oh, he left him alive again. Okay, so did, you know, why didn't Darth Vader kill Obi-Wan? Oh, because he still has feelings for Anakin. Okay, so we're going to go into this back and forth thing, which is Palpatine does acknowledge that. Okay, I, I get it. He does acknowledge it. And he says, no, it's over. And that's where Darth Vader has a super cool thing. You know, his theme comes on and, and stuff. So it was just, again, the, and, the and writing. For so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you go, 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 go. I was just going to say, and for somebody maybe going into it for the first time, you know, having that line and being like, well, what, what, what's the deal with that? Like, why would he say that? And then they said, like, if, if you watch the previous ones where Padme says it as well, they'll be like, wait, she said it and he said it. And then they go and watch the four, five, six for the first time. And then that big moment where Darth becomes Anakin again, they're like, dude, there it is. Like, they okay, were how, how many people do you think have not seen? How many people do you think started watching Star Wars with Obi-Wan? Uh, like out, just, of, out of 10 people, how many of you, how many of those 10 people just started watching Star Wars for the first time enter the universe with episode one of Obi-Wan? With Obi-Wan, I would say probably not many, but I, uh, I, 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 would, I would say it would probably be a, a short percentage. I mean, keep in mind, this has only been out this year. Yeah, uh, but, but you know what I mean? So, Everyone that is so, watching Obi-Wan has either watched the originals or the prequels. So they have I a fine mean, understanding I mean, of what I'm, the story is, wouldn't I you mean, think? I don't, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't necessarily think so because, like, uh, Lord of the Rings is up. Anything. Lord of the Rings is up there too with with Star Wars, and you haven't seen it. Yeah, but I'm not gonna jump in, like in Episode Five of the movies. 
You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to watch my first one. I'm going to start in the middle, like episode five or six. So, so like, so like now. here in a couple months when like the Rings of Power comes out and we tell you, dude, check this out. It's freaking awesome. And you go in there and watch it. Like you're going to go, you're going to commit to watching all the other movies first. So, and not so, go and check out so, okay. Rings so watch, let's say, let's say I do watch the show. Right. And like, I have all these questions about it and I'm indulging it. I'm going to want to watch everything from, from like the way it's supposed to. Cause now I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like it still yeah. leaves, it still leaves that like. That little mystery there for you to want to know more if you don't know but if you do know it build it builds that bridge for you so like if you're a fan of it you know what's going to happen it sets that bridge for you if you don't you're like hey i want to go and watch these movies now so in the double standard like it, it works both ways so like let's say i watch this lord of the rings and like i watch it and i don't know what's really going on you guys tell me certain things like, hey man like you know what like, i actually like it now now i'll get into it so like from that point of view also i would like it that way because it doesn't give me everything but it gives me the excitement of going back to watch everything and relive or not relive, but like live through that and like be the whole surprise of like different things and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll create that like want and like want to know of what's supposed to happen and how it happens versus you I, just telling me, you know what I mean? I, I get you. It's just that star Wars is also very complicated in that. Like if you're going to watch it in order, you're kind of going to ruin the big, surprise oh, yeah no from, like four, if five, someone asks me how to watch them you gotta go four five six one two three like yeah you have to i got a random question and i, th I thought about it and this actually plays to the rebel storyline which is also one of these weird little plot things um perhaps y'all can tell me at what point does darth vader know uh leia and luke are his kids uh luke, i think he already knows luke part four and leia part six okay so that's what he knows right so yeah. just going so back you, to Reva. Uh, you knew, like, there's no way she, there's no way he's finding out. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, okay, let's go back to Reva. Uh, you had mentioned it last time, Rico. Why was she trying to kill, why was she trying to kill Luke? Uh, revenge? So, so for, she her, for him killing all her brothers she, and sisters? She, she wanted yeah, revenge on, on Anakin. Vader, right? She wanted yeah, revenge on, so, on Vader. She couldn't do it. So she says, you know what? I'm going to kill I'm going to go kill Luke. But Darth Vader kid. has no idea that she's even... That, that was the part that I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like I just wanted to make sure. because I, I, I told myself, I was like, when did he find out? When did he find out? Reva was going to go kill Luke Skywalker with, with Darth Vader having no knowledge that... Oh, oh, you killed this random kid. Okay, cool. Pass. So, so I, 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 was... I think, I don't think he knows. I think he feels that he has a kid out there. And the whole Reva thing, like, think about it. Like, her, her whole story, like, yeah, it's kind of washy, but like, it's complex, but it, I understand it because that she's terrified. Her. She, she's alone in this world. All, she's supposed to be dead, plays dead, you know, scarred for life infiltrates to try to get her revenge so she goes to the dark side for revenge purposes right then it's at that point where it's like i can't kill him i can't hurt him like i don't know what to do so like i'm gonna go kill the next best thing but he doesn't know she doesn't know she doesn't know what she's even doing at that point so that's why she's at that crossroads of what am i really doing here trying to kill this innocent kid to get revenge when he's got nothing to do with it kind of deal so like that's why when she had her little moment i thought it was cool like like there's still there's still more character development for her. like she's she's she was raised a jedi encounter one of the most tragic events ever where you think someone's there to help you and they fucking kill everyone around you right to to like you don't know what to do how do you hurt this person that's untouchable 
the next thing she could do is kill his kid. But she, he doesn't know. She doesn't know. Like she doesn't even know what she's doing at that point. So I understand the I understand her complex situation that she's in and why it's fucking with her head and that's why she couldn't do it. You know I, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I thought I thought the the emotion and the, her story like was good. I just thought it was something that was probably from another iteration or writing of of the show, where See? it was more focused on 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 Obi Wan and the kid. Uh, and especially when so many of the things that she threatens, like along the show, you already know the outcome. Like I'm going to kill Vader. Well, actually, no, you're not. Uh-huh. And well, I, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to kill Luke. Well, I mean, we already know like, no, you're not. Oh, well, I, I, I can tell, I can tell Vader that he has kids. Well, actually, like, no, you're not because he doesn't know yet. Like, he doesn't know until like this point. See, so, that, that, like, that's what I like, mean, like, you could have, you could, like, Marcus said, you could wipe her from the show. You'll still have the and, and, oh. and could have had and could have given yes some of her emotional could have given her could have given more of that emotional time to Obi Wan or to somebody else. But, but then you're able to you're able to see. Two different things. You're able to see the Inquisitor side of things of what they're trying to do because it's the first time you've seen an Inquisitor. But the Inquisitor, and two, you're you're or... able to see what happened the night that Anakin killed everybody and somebody survived. I thought that was cool. Like they I didn't think that would ever be in the show. Amazing. That what? They could have they killed her off, and it would still have been amazing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but but now it's like a redemption story. Like if she goes through all that, she hits a crossroads and now she gets to make her choice of what she's going to do now. Like that's, that's a whole new character you get to build on. And I understand the, the, okay, I understand. Yes. The crossroads and all that stuff. And that's, that makes for a a decent thing. But again, ultimately when you take her out of the equation, you could, and and you mentioned, right. You get the inquisitor, you get the grand inquisitor. And that guy to me was, was, he looked awesome. And I know you could replace any one of her scenes with either him or Anakin. Or Obi Wan Singh, and it would probably have been a more fleshed out story. But I just, if you're gonna give me, are you gonna give me a Reva TV show now? Like, is that is that what? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Am I gonna get more Reva story? Which in 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 retrospect, I think so. I don't. I I don't really. I I think we get more of her story. I don't think you get a show. But like, what I liked about it is that I don't want to have. You get to introduce an Inquisitor that's been around since the Clone Wars, which was pretty crazy that he died, the Grand Inquisitor. And so you get her because you're you're not gonna want to have the Inquisitor fight Obi Wan, right? Like you want the Obi Wan Vader fight. You don't want anything else. So like with him, it kind of shows how smart him and Vader are to know who's in their circle and how they can play everybody is what it showed me also. And two, I rather have, you know, you she gets to fight Vader, and like you see how badass Vader is when he fights her, and like you understand her complex situation, but you also see how smart he is knowing. Like who's in this circle, you know what I mean. So I feel like that's why she was made. I mean, she wasn't a big part of the story. I think. I think she was a good little side story to kind of add to everything that's going on. And she's still another, you know, Jedi kind of mixed in with everything and trying to figure her life out type deal. Like I, I didn't have an issue with her. Um, I, I just I thought it was cool to have a very, a very good complex character because i didn't i didn't know when when i found out she was one of the girls that was in that that day and then that she knew anakin and all this and that so whenever anakin spoke to her i mean when obi-wan spoke to her saying that you were there that night i was like oh shit like that's dope like that's crazy like i was like okay this is good 
Like, I, I like that I, part. I also think that they could have, like, swapped her out for the Inquisitor, like, in a lot of her scenes, and it would have been just as good, if not better. And I liked her redemption story, but, like, why are we having, like, a subplot of a redemption story when, like, our main character is, is going the, through a redemption the greatest, himself? The greatest living Jedi right now, right, is at the time, like, he's, he's the, the Jedi, dude. Like, and then you're giving me... Reva, oh, okay, cool. You give him, you know, yeah. Like, oh. I mean, like, Jedi is still a, the Jedi are still alive. A redemption story, like, yeah, yeah, the Jedi see, are still and, alive. See, and, and strangely enough, dude, I was more, I was more interested in Haja. I, I, the whole fake Jedi thing, like, what are people doing to survive? And you had made a good point on it, right? What, what people, what, what are these people doing now that the Empire is in power and now how are they living? I thought that was. This guy, this guy is conning people, you know, and I thought he was going to use, I thought it was going to be a more major character. I thought he was going to use some sort of con there at the end, like, or, you know, yeah, when, uh, when they're so trying true. to escape. I thought it was going to be something cool. And then Tala died, and then, and then the robot, I was like, oh, okay, there go my, there go my, my Rogue One copies. I guess I'll just watch him die. That's See, cool. and like, like Ta- and Tala dying was good because then it showed uh, Leia. Like, that's where she got her motivation. That's why she has the, the, the holster, like, yeah. That's where she that's where she finally she connected with uh there's there's bigger shit going on cuz she didn't want to do any of that stuff and then when she saw that happen she was motivated and moved by it what kind of leader she was and it's a woman right so at the end when she wears a holster I was like man like that's why that death happened in the show so you know, that's I, what I'm saying man there was like, so much I, like that I, I really enjoyed it man like there was so much no, in no. there that was really good ultimately ultimately um, 5 and 6 5 and 6 did did I don't want again. I don't want to say the word salvage. Did save the series for me because one through four, I was just kind of like, okay, like this is not really getting anywhere. And a lot of it, strangely enough, and again, this is after I this is after I came to terms with with Leia because ultimately, okay, I she had a purpose in the series. Her purpose was to was to help out Obi Wan and that obviously the force, um, force connection. But I think that could also have been done differently. You know, with the whole instead of being a damsel, they could have just been like. You know, they could have been something else instead of him having to save her, and then she—he's just trying to accompany her back. You know, in, in that sense, it could have been something. It could be something else. I—I I, I can't tell you what, but I just—you mean Obi Wan with Leia? Yeah. But it's like yeah. how Rico said. Now we understand why Obi Wan is her only hope in the movie. Well, no, no, like no, that's what I'm saying. I was kidnapped, and this is the only motherfucker that saved me. Like he is my only hope now. Yeah. That's why I liked that, that. That all that happened. Like, okay, now I see why Obi Wan is her only hope. Like I get it now. Yeah. That's why when she's I, like, "Will I ever see you again?" Like, like he made an everlasting impact on her life. Like her getting kidnapped is what set her future. Um, for the movies, because it, it creates like, you know, she she basically learned from rebels that were leaders and from you know a Jedi, like the greatest Jedi, arguably. Well, not Luke. Well, but time, right now, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like I, I, that's why I said there's so much on there that connected to so many dots for me and gapped that bridge. That um, but like to me, to me, the greatest part was just again that Anakin versus Vader scene, like where they're talking. Fuck, dude. Oh yeah. That to me was dope. Him talking to Leia was dope, and then him seeing Qui Gon. It was just like man, that was a, to me, yeah, yeah. to me, dude. That was a, that was a perfect way to end it. Like all that domino effect, all the characters came to a close. Everyone developed, and then you see your master. And it's funny because Liana made a comment. Uh, when he's, I don't know what the fuck the thing's called that he's riding at the very end of the desert. She's like, and it's just like, 
Dang, you just walking out with this big dick or what? Because it looks like a freaking schlong, bro. <laughs> like big dick energy, dude. Just fucking walking out, finishing the show, bro. I was like, I, I respect was, it. I see it. I beat that. He was walking there like a shit don't stink, man. Walking up to the, oh, can I, you want to say hi to him? I was, oh, yeah, say it with a smile on my face. Yeah, he's back, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, back. And, and it, it was it was perfect. It, w- it was perfect within the context of like the further story because we know that Luke knows of Ben, but he doesn't know like Obi Wan. So like that's very short, small introduction. Like he knows him, but he doesn't know like who he really is. Like dude, to him giving him the toy also, man, that was, that was because strange. at the begin at the beginning when Owen tells him just to stay away, let him be a boy. He's like, I gotta train him. I gotta look. He's like, no, he doesn't need any of that. And then whenever Reva's coming to get him, he's she's like, the Baru is like, well, you did well at that. Like where he's not Obi Wan's not going to be there to help. And then he realizes like shit, like he is his guardian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there is danger for this kid, and we don't think there is because we're so comfortable now. It's been years, but there's still danger looming for him. You know. So I, I think all of that was just great, man. Like, I, I really like the whole lore of what the universe, the galaxy is going through during that time frame is why I liked it. New characters, yeah. new There's lore. definitely other stories, like, to be told there. Uh, to be told. I know. The fucking dude from episode three that gave him a lift, dude. Like, oh, hey, I, I love the Empire. Yeah, I'm just here working. Hey, you want to check these people Nothing out? Wrong like, with a couple of rules. Yeah, dude. I thought he was such a cool character. Like, bro, that was great. And then, like, to them talking to the freaking troopers, like, everything was so good about it, man. Yeah, so ultimately, at the end, it was, a, it was a great payoff. I just thought the buildup could have been a little bit more dramatic as far as building up to it. Obviously, not 10 years worth of Marvel, right? Or, uh, and uh, and it, it probably suffered from six episodes, and I'm sure it did. Because even six episodes is kind of not much. It's tough. That's yeah. yeah, man. Was, with, that's why I said within six episodes, it did phenomenal, dude. Like, if we would have gotten 10, like, can you imagine we had 10? It could have been a, a it could have been a smaller short side story. I think I, obviously they were being they're trying to be ambitious because when you attach yeah. Obi Wan to the name, you know people you're gonna want to you know meet, rise up to expectations. So it, I think it did suffer in that in that retrospect. In, in that what regard. else would you have called it? Well, I mean, I'm just saying if you're gonna attend, no, that's Ben. I, well, yeah, too right. Ben. But I'm saying, but then it'd ben. still be, but then it would still be about him, but it's not. If you're, yeah, you're going to say that. But because what, the majority of the show was Ben. Like, we didn't really see Obi-Wan until the past, the last two episodes. You're, you're, if you're calling it Obi-Wan, and I, my point was, if you're going to call it Obi-Wan, you, six episodes to tell an ambitious story like they were trying to do here, obviously it's going to feel a little bit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel rushed and stuff like that. It's the, the writing is going to suffer, something's going to suffer. So obviously when they throw the budget and the money to these awesome fight scenes and these great settings and stuff like that, um, it, it, six episodes is rough, and it's really rough, um, and that's what I'm it's, saying. Like, especially you're when it, you're, especially when you're in such a concise box, where like you have all these rules you have to follow with lore. Well, and the lore's tough because they have to go back and, and again, not only deal with nine movies, right, but all all the the what is it, the animated the, series, yeah. Star Wars and Rebels and stuff like that. Because as a matter of fact, I think I think they did away with the novels, right? Did they do away with the novels as far as making the novels canon? I I. As far as I know, I'm not sure if any of the novels are considered canon. I, I know, I, thought I, thought I, I know for thing. sure Rebels is considered canon. I think I the, uh, the animated series are still considered canon. Yeah. yeah. So that's tough. So I agree. Yeah, that that is tough. Having to have to, because you got to have some sort of Star Wars, just you know, 
historian there or something, man. I'm you sure. Know? I'm I'm sure Lucas was there most of the way. Um, I know I know it's getting real late. So if you want to give like any final thoughts, maybe give a rating or what you would give this this series. Uh, we can kind of wrap up. I know uh, some of you, one of you particularly, has a baby to get to and a wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'll I'll give it a nine out of ten because I wish it'd be longer. <laughs> no, hey, no judgment, no judgment. No, no, hey, man, I mean, I, you guys hey. know me, man. Like, I, what you as you guys are listening, what you'll know about me. I'm I'm very big on if I like something, I'm gonna love the shit out of it, and I find everything positive, everything that I like. So I think if you listen to me tonight, like I did nothing but highlight points that I liked. Um, I hardly ever. I don't want to say nitpick at stuff, but I hardly ever have things that I dislike. I think I'm leaning towards disliking, like just overplayed stuff is my thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, I've, I've, I, I enjoy the shit out of the things I enjoy and it is what it is. I mean, that's, that's why we do this, right? Like you're going to watch stuff you like and I enjoy yeah. the shit out of it. So oh, yeah. I mean, if you got anything for me, it's, I, I love though. Um, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it. Simple as that. That's how I see things. And, yeah, I really love Obi Wan. So if you have not seen it, watch it. Maybe it'll get you into the Star Wars universe. You watch all of them. If you've seen Star Wars and you're on the fence, like I know some people that will. Dude, I have friends that refuse to watch Obi Wan, refuse to watch Mandalorian because it's owned by Disney now, and they're like, "Fuck Disney! They fucked up the three new movies, and they're gonna fuck up everything else." I'm like, actually, man. I'm like, I'm like Mandalorian. What did I tell you, dude? You see? No, well, well, well. Hold on. They're not. He's not really a hardcore fan. It's it's the political side of Disney, not not everything else of like the story and stuff. They were just refused to even give it a chance because it's Disney ran. You just said they 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 hated six. I mean, what is it? Uh, six, seven, eight. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because uh, because it's Disney ran. Yeah, so they don't want to. It's, it's the Disney it part. Because it's so, another Disney property. Exactly. So they weren't they, even supporting they, they the, the new oh, ones man, because they were Disney made. So yeah, there's people well, with all kinds well, of Well, the, the reasons why I won't talk about in the podcast, but it's just all political. So it's just like, okay, if you're gonna see you're gonna see stuff all political now, like don't even watch it then. But I'm all about the lore, this, this like get lost in the sauce of like what this is made. Like, think about it, dude. Like this Game of Thrones, I mean animes, uh Lord of the Rings, like people wrote this on paper and came up with this idea of a different world and a different way of living with different languages and different stories. Like, like, dude, it's amazing stuff. Like, um, do they have different languages in, uh, in Lord of the Rings? Yes. Like, is there languages that they create? You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Like these people are creating languages, bro. Like Jared, Jared Tolkien is, uh, someone else, man. Oh, you know, was, you know, was one of my favorite scenes from episode one is when, uh, when, um, the Jawa is talking to Obi-Wan in the cave and they're negotiating shit. I was like, bro, yes. That was so dope, bro. I love that scene. I like that. He's like, if you're going to sell me my stuff back, at least clean it. He's like, we charge less. We charge more for cleaning it. Like, Lato, bro. These dudes are just fucking con artists, bro. It was so dope. Like, again, it just shows you the way the world is, the way the planet is going. Like, hey, man, like, I got kids to feed at home, man. Like, what do you want from me? Like, Sorry, well, but I'm not sorry. We do, we do call Corneli the ultimate hype man because when he likes something, he's going to hype it up. And obviously, it's, it's going to be a must-watch. So um, for all your Star Wars fans out there, if he says so, go for it. Me, personally, I would have to give the show. And again, the ending did save it. Did save it. I was like actually kind of on the fence. 
um, there in the first four episodes. I would give it a, I would give it a solid, solid seven out of ten, just because again it did suffer. I think just from the writing, and again six episodes does it no favors. Um, I think it could have, it had it been longer, I think it would have actually, it would have actually been better for it. And maybe the fact that there's season two, or you know that that they're that they're talking about doing, is really gonna help out. You know, kind of fleshing out Obi Wan some more. And hopefully they, uh, and I think they would give it a higher episode count. Um, so I, I'll give it a solid seven. And those last two episodes did save it for me. If, it, if the first four were like those, as far as suspense, drama, you know, giving me more of that Obi-Wan to, um, to Darth Vader, that would have been awesome. Um, I could have used more of that, stuff like that. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, I... Uh... I would probably have to give it a solid seven out of ten too. Uh, I think we all pretty much agree universally. Obi amazing, uh, Vader amazing. The two together even better. Uh, Leia phenomenal. Characters great. Lore great. Uh, visuals great. Uh, to me and I think uh, probably Marcus as well. It was just a little bit of the writing that could have changed a little bit. Uh, and probably bumped it up to like a what I feel the Mandalorian kind of set a crazy standard. Uh, yeah, yeah, for real. It really did. New okay. characters. And then the bombshell that was Grogu, that, 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 like, how do you even deal with baby Yoda? Like, you know, and baby Yoda took the role by storm. You see, you it's going to be hard to replicate someone like that, man. Uh, his name is Grogu. It's not baby Yoda. I said Grogu, but they I, called him baby Yoda when, when it had first come out. Oh, I think, uh, I think you're right. And that a little bit more length, a little bit more fleshed out story for some of the characters, uh, maybe, uh, could have made it a little bit better. I think with season two, it seems like it's going to be happening. I think that could add and kind of finish some of the stories that felt feel a little bit unfinished in this particular season. Uh, so maybe it gets better with more context. Uh, but yeah, I think we all, for the most part, enjoyed it. Uh, we're all Star Wars fans in one way or another. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's the podcast for this week. Yeah, Dope. Have, um, any any last things from Cornelio? Any last things from Rico? Um, thanks for guys uh, having me on the podcast. A lot of fun, man. I got really knowledgeable on my my games and anime that I didn't even think I know existed. And if you guys want to check us out, um, my cousin MJ and I, we we do a little variety of different things on our podcast. It's called Locus Sale Podcast. If you don't know what Locus Sale means, it means whatever. Um, so we don't really have any notes leading into an episode. We just kind of talk about our day and our week, see how we're doing in life. Um, we'll do some type of reaction of pop culture. So like one time we did a uh, Kendrick Lamar music video reaction. We did an album reaction. And right now we're doing Tokyo Revengers. Um, we're watching two episodes at a time, reacting to those episodes. Um, and then we'll do Friday. Uh, we'll do some Destiny 2 or some Rocket League, just kind of hanging out, shoot the shit with two dudes and, you know, get interactive with our, our commenters. So if you guys ever want to check that out, it's it's on Twitch. It's MJ2571. Um, and I've had a lot of fun hanging out with you guys. I mean, it's always fun hanging out with you boys. You know, we grew up together. Yeah, this is basically our Xbox before, uh... Live party chats. <laughs> and thank you for joining us, man. We Obviously, you know, we just want to... Um, get your thoughts. We knew you're a big Star Wars guy, and there was no better person uh, that I can think of, you know, to come to come to come on here and and share with us and stuff. So thank you, thanks for joining. And obviously, and, right? isn't it crazy how it worked out? Like we kind of always discuss, like let's try to get ten episodes under our belt, and eleven we'll try and have a guest. 
And wouldn't you know it that Obi-Wan ends that week and we can have one of our best bros on here talking about Obi-Wan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> as it stands, I think uh, if you all go live tomorrow, we might make an appearance there. Again, it's just going to be a chill hangout uh, on Twitch, which uh, adds, like Cornelio said, a lot uh, to the realm of quick interacting. You know, it's not like this. It's more of a live live format where you can talk to them, and it's pretty. The vibe is pretty much uh, pull up uh, pull up a seat, open a beer, and let's chill out. What what's going on with you? What do you think of this? And good times, good vibes. Uh, but for me. That's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, right, thanks man. to Corny and Marcus. Uh, yeah, but before we get off, guys, don't forget to always, um, you can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And don't forget, if you want to get our thoughts of what we went over last week, Resident Evil, Overwatch 2, and again, always the gaming, anime, and TV news for the week, feel free to give our last uh, episode a listen to. You, know, you, you will not regret it. Um, otherwise, that's it for me. Thank you guys for joining. Courtney, thank you for coming. Thank you all for listening. Later. A good one. <laughs>